Before we get started, shout out to Yellow Drone. I respect the drip, baby. Back to the video. Uh, I just gotta say, I f***ing love doing this podcast because it is the perfect excuse to get together with friends, have a few beers, and a long, drawn-out conversation about nonsense. And uh, one of the friends I got to get together with recently, um, I haven't seen him in seven years, Kyle Sedgley. Uh, We set a date, we got together, we did a podcast. This is it. We reminisce on our time uh, as production assistants and how crazy that was. We dissect the world at large and just talk about life. He's a dad, he's got great insight, and he's also got an awesome cyberpunk show in production called uh, Decrypted. Check it out on Instagram. That's a plug. This is the f-ing episode. Enjoy it. My nips are hard just thinking about it. Let's go. The, the pixel core. How would you describe pixel core to a civilian? I mean, I think it really because everybody who ever got recorded into Pixel Core are kind of all the same person, right? They're like a, a college production person that was like, this is it. This is how I get into making, like, uh, I'm, I'm going to get into, like, production. Big like, movies. Real production. Right. Um, and not that we didn't do, like, big dog stuff. Like, we worked at, like, Google and, and Sony Pictures and Facebook Campus. YouTube. Like, yeah, I mean, like... Those are some big, big-time things. We had 80th birthday cake with uh, Dr. Jane Goodall. We did. That yeah. was that was her 80th birthday. It was her 80th birthday. And we were the broadcast team. So, like, yeah, it was a job where you got to do some big, big stuff. But it was run, like, it, like so... If, if one little thing goes wrong in the production pipeline, it's, like, danger zone. Right? Oh, it, it's, it could be something incrementally small. Totally, a forget totally. thing. It, it, like it, it ran on a on a knife's edge of whether like your everything was great or everything was like your head's on no fire. No one has a job tomorrow. Right. <laughs> like, right. That was you know woefully true. Uh, so this is the part of the movie where that's the intro and people like towards the end, uh-huh. and then we're gonna go back to the beginning and hell yeah later on. All right. Describe. So sir, you are just give me your prompts. Kyle Sedgley, uh, ally of old. And here we yeah. are now, years years after our days in Pixel Court. Uh, I guess it's a production company. Right. We're setting up um, Google Hangouts for high-end clients, including the President of the United States. That's right. We did Barack. Do, we, but we, did, we had Obama days. It was Those were Obama days. I went to Boulder for Obama days. Right? Exactly. Good people. It was a cool job. You had to have like a bug out bag and a, and a current passport, and like it was awesome and full of adventure. Um, and like one of the most stressful jobs ever. How would you describe, so we were production assistants together. We were the the grunts in the trenches for this production company. And how would you describe like production life, I guess? Because you've been in it for way longer than I. I got got roped into it by John Ashley. Mm -hmm. I was comms major, but never did anything production wise other than like radio and audio, but I didn't know Any attention? I'm a comms major. So... (laughs) Uh, I know how to make a, like work a switcher. I'm fine. A switch, like, look at the the light switch. It did it easy. Sometimes, it did it. Did sometimes it. that lights on there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, going into Pixel Core, I learned how to wrap cables, which is like number one. That was number one. Right. And uh, after that, when you started getting into nitty gritty, how would you describe that lifestyle? What are you doing? Uh, like 
like Basically, travel is just, crazy. We and... built racks in in the studio when we weren't like, all right, throw everything in the kitchen sink into a truck in case you need it on site, because client demands are so nebulous, and you're like anything could go wrong at any moment. So we need to have triple backups, or it's or our, or it's our ass. Yes, yeah. you're right? you're packing your parachute, as they used to say. You're packing like eight parachutes worth down the line of parachutes. It's it's like redundancy to a fault where I actually think the amount of redundant gear we were packing and sending in trucks was costing more money. It was detrimental, right? The, the fear of f Totally. Alex's fear, I would say. The oh, trickle down well, emotions. Us, Do you like, think that paranoia is indicative of what he felt all day, every day? Oh, had to be. Had to be. Had to be. Triple check everything. I want three extra cable converters. Right. I want this and that. But I mean, we we did some cool Great stuff. Uh, Probably one of the more memorable ones for me was setting up for a YouTube spot. It was the, the publicity run for Planet of the Apes. I yeah. saw Andy Serkis. It was that YouTube? Yeah, yeah. But that was, prior, that was prior to that day, we were up there till like 2 a.m. Sure. Call time was at 5. We had to break everything down, pack it up into this truck, drive two blocks to a hotel, uh -huh. pretend to sleep with two minutes, have sex with Pedro, and <laughs> uh, then. Oh, that's right, because I. Yeah. Oh yeah, so <laughs> Pedro. That's when like Pedro is a Mac Daddy in the Pedro <laughs> Martin Luis del Campo. <laughs> Shout out my brother. God, fuck, I miss Pedro. I miss that guy. He's up there doing his thing in Seattle. Uh, so, anyways, back to the, the digression is such a I big part too. of this episode. I remember I that this day. Story. I, I I got that phone call at like six o'clock and was like. Uh... The, the the press run for Planet of the Apes needs a truck of gear. And it was a full truck, and when we got hey. there, it was we had to pull everything out of the truck to get the one pelican at the back. Yes. Because it was the one thing they actually needed, but they sent a whole truck worth we of We were actually movers, too. That was a right. workout, loading 70-inch f***ies that were put in, like, so they're about yay big rollers, probably two to 300 pounds each. And on the rollers, yeah, with all the steel. Yeah. So after after Pixel Core, uh, there was not like an easy broadcast place to just go. Mm -hmm. uh, and like while Pixel Core, kind of like you kind of got like some bragging rights. You got like a you got a little bit of bragging Did rights. You right just the equipment that we were able to play around with. No, it was working for Alex. His dick is that big in that room. Really? Miles long. Why? And several circles of influence deep. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah, so I'd I run into other production people who had, like, heard of him and knew him or, like, knew Leo and, like, all the G4 people. And, yeah. And it was it was great feeling like I was talking to people that I already knew and, like, shared an experience with. Right. But, like, yeah, you're like, no, I worked with Alex Lindsay doing this stuff. And they're like, oh, hell yeah. So we know that you're, like, you... I'm going to say this. Mm. Very stressful job, but I learned the absolute most and figured out whether I could survive in a live production environment or not. Right. Because either you can function on that level of pressure or you can't. Mm -hmm. Right? And, like, you figure that hardwire your, your, all of your, uh, all of your, your knowledge to be as... It's a natural response. Streamlined as possible. Right? Yes. It makes you better. Like, it makes you so much better at being, like, a live person, right? having somebody jump up your whole asshole all the way up like, <laughs> like it came out my mouth once i remember i blundered i had you know it was about a thousand foot cable sdi cable looping it up and he just he's like i can't watch you do this anymore i was just like 
It's it was oh, yeah. the, the the cable oh, yeah. was miserable to begin with. It already twisted up in a million ways. Whatever other excuses I can give you, but you know, what you gonna do? It was a, it was a notice me senpai moment like every day, and it, and it was like it was it was real pathetic uh, uh, to live through. But like at the end, to try result, to please him and do these little things. Yeah, but like the end result was like I ended up being able to go and run live events mm -hmm. uh, in the city at for, for a. Yeah. By just by being like, this is what I've been doing. They're like, oh, so what were you making at your last job? And I'm like, I have a very to say. And they're like, so we're gonna start you at. I'm like, yeah, just like big old dick there on it the is. table. Yeah. It outrolls the hundies. So. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, uh, what is it about? There's how many people were on that cast of Star Wars? are on that entire team and all of them disperse onto their separate careers. Do all of them carry that weight or did Alex do something special to warrant his well, reputation? I think, and I, I don't know enough about Rebel Unit and where that all started. Right. Because, uh, I mean, I, I, and I don't really know why Rebel Unit was started. I didn't know if it was in competition. That or, was his separate or his brother's separate production company? Uh... I believe both him and his brother were involved in some sort of, you know, administration part of it. Right. Um, but I think they worked in conjunction with Industrial Light and Magic, not in competition. Okay. Right? I think that's true. I, I, what, what's uh, con Light and Magic? Oh, ILM? Yeah. So they're Industrial the, Light and Magic. Yeah, yeah. They're the VFX team that is, like, George Lucas has Skywalker Sound, and they are all the sound audio engineers. Right. Uh, and uh, so, you know, the flip side, the VFX and all special effects, like, just pioneers of everything CG and visual effects for 60 years. Incredible. Yeah. That'd be, what a Industrial fun, light and magic. What a fun job that would be to just, just create you and we'll pay you ass tons of money. Dude, Malcolm uh, was, was working over there for a minute. So you get to really? Yeah. Oh, he's at uh, Skywalker or? He was, I think he was working for the, um, uh, their outreach and like philanthropy stuff. Oh, cool. Uh, which like is a whole other thing. Skywalker Ranch is like an estate with like lots of functionality. I would functionality. love to visit. Yeah, at I've, some point. I've, I've been a handful of times and it's wild. Malcolm is one. That's a, that's a guy I'm upset that I haven't necessarily kept in touch with. He's got to be around. <laughs> He's got to be. A little guy. Yeah. Local. Local Absolutely. kid. Man, another tortured soul. <sighs> Dude, but, I'd, but I'd love to throw down. We, we learned to... I learned what I didn't want sure. in a in an employer. I learned that fellow good employees can help get you through some tough times. Amen to that. Cracker Jack goddamn crew that's just, yo, we're in this together. There's some kind of shared suffering that oh, yeah. bonds us closer. We're melded together. Oh, still. sure. And on hour 18, when you're like, you're still crushing it as a production team, like, it's, it's because... It's because all of you are like, I fuck let's hate our life And you've just together. lost it. You've co There comes a point where you just kind of lose it all yeah. together. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And you just keep going. What is the average day in the life of, say, a production assistant? Like, the hours. I don't know if people truly understand of what the f about. I think it depends on what position on set you are. Um, a Just a run-of-the-mill production assistant could be doing anything from, like, checking people in when they're doing extras. They do so much weird shit. It's, it's so much like idle work and busy work and like yeah. there there I've been on uh, like 13 reasons why had a couple of uh, dates of shooting where it was like 
They're in Vallejo, right? On the Mare Island? Sebastopol, Mare Island. Um, so Paramount has like a long-standing deal with locations, or like filming locations and services in Mare Island. Gotcha. And I think they like booked it for like eight years or something. Yeah, they just have booked, Jesus. Yeah, the run of this shit. Talk about legit. Big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can produce anything there. I don't know if you've been out there recently, mm. but like you've got ruined buildings, you've got functional, so you've got a shipyard. They have the shipyard on the side there. Yeah. I'm like, what are these guys always doing? I see sparks. Like, are these guys just paid to arbitrarily just? <laughs> it's to keep the ambience of the city actually. It's yes. Like, it's... You, they're just paid actors. They just they rivet something and unrivet something for like eight hours. V Vallejo home. pays these actors like just make it look <laughs> citizens. Yeah. <laughs> we need to know their tax dollars are going. That somewhere. could be a. F Truman Show oh, yeah. conspiracy. Um, God, those hours were just maddening. We're like a regular eight-hour day. Oh, You're yeah. like, wow, wait, this, I got a day. I got twenty. Uh, right, an eight-hour eight workday is like child's play. If Nothing. You, if you've been doing production, you, you know, like, and your friends be like, oh, I had to spend an extra hour at the office, and you're just like. You just throw your hands oh, up. Oh, what a now. bummer! Oh, that sucks for you. Oh, that's that's really bad. I'm working on three. Hours. This uh, two years ago, there's a really really big San Francisco conference called the uh, uh, Dreamforce. Yeah, which yeah. Which is Salesforce's like big blowout. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was working live events at, at some of the many locations that were part of that. All at the Moscone Center? No, so not not non-union stuff. I'm I don't I didn't do any union stuff this year. Um, but was working for another big production company that does more like boutique and like fancier cool shit. Yeah. Like the union, the union does like a lot of like simplistic stuff, mm -hmm. but like they have like, like designers, like beautiful, beautiful events. That is the most bizarre, like the, the, un, the production union is just kind of baffling because uh, I was at the one Salesforce I, I endured and right. I couldn't put anything away at the end yeah, of it. I'm like, we'll get done faster if you just let me help. It's not about know. faster. We get paid by the hour. Those guys get paid by the hour. Well, they get paid by the call. But the union's like, no, no, no. Mm -mm -mm. That's the, but God see, damn it. That's the union gold standard, man. Like, sometimes it's awesome because everything will get done on f But not a minute before and not a minute after. Which, in production, you go, how the f work? It, well, there's so much hurry up and wait time. Yeah. And it's, oh, yeah. it, I just feel like efficiency Union or not, though. means the most. It, it... Union or not, like, <laughs> and that's like that. That mindset in production is totally like a live broadcast mindset. Mm -hmm. um, that is absolutely a product of like working for places like Pixelcore, because out there, like when, when you're on like a Paramount shoot or whatever, I spent like six hours in the holding. Really? Six hours of like a ten-hour shoot in holding. That. And you're just because they needed to move video village or something happened they were waiting for like weather or picture wasn't up or something they had to swap cameras whatever the f there's so much like there's so little um it's it's not like a fast fluid thing this is kind of why i like making movies on like your phone or with your like just two buddies in a house yes. and like write comedy because you can just like you can just do it as you feel it and not have to wait six hours before your next shot do you think there's something lost to it that, that, say, being in character for the actors or the, I mean, nobody really cares about the production crew. It's all about what's in front of the camera. Yeah, end product. That's got to, that's got to f over a little bit when you're wanting to do something and then there's just a huge delay. Right. I think if you've ever, if you've ever had the chance to work at a, at an elevated level on like a big 
production. At that point, it's not about the glory because you're just happy to be working. Right. Right. They're like, save the glory for all the actors who are going to go out there and freely do cocaine and crash their cars. Absolutely. Like, I'm just happy to go to work. And I'm still working in the movies. And like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just happy that it's simple. I finally found that job that I really So like. What's it like working okay. for a bigger production like that? I mean, it's just a lot more paperwork. I oh, have, really? It's, yeah, it's, like, it's a lot of paperwork and, uh, I think a lot of people have that image of working on on big movies that are like you, you an intern that drops the coffee and you're like I will never work in this town again. <laughs> you're done. Yeah, like that. It's it's so <laughs> there are people like that, of course, but like for the most part, everyone's like everyone's pretty chill. Right. Like there are there are departments that are like not chill at all. Like you know, in a restaurant, right? You've probably worked in a restaurant. The, the head chef is like the angriest, most stressed out dude maybe you've ever met in your life absolutely and like will fight you yeah there's departments and he like will, that. and he will win yeah yeah <laughs> and then like and then there's like the bubbly little waitress that like yeah. comes to meet people and like and but like after she has a smoke in the back and you're like a f person. you get to do that together okay and, and it's and it's no different on a film set like there are departments that are like watch your ass around them mm -hmm. because they will tear you up and then like the other people in yours are like other similarly like pecking order departments you're pretty cool with each other yeah yeah. or you just like want to see what each other is doing because like makeup people are usually cool to come and chat like video people if they're not totally dealing with a problem what about audio people they're just um live audio guys anything. live audio guys are like are just they're they're like the one percenter bikers of, of production people like live people are don't put any on the console don't put drinks anywhere near the speakers no i won't mix your band differently you suck i'm not a dj live production is so f than like set production did we i guess did i get a very minuscule view of what overall production is like because it was just working for pixel Four was just your hair is on totally. fire doesn't matter your hair's on fire right right, right. Put it out. no your hair's on fire. no it's i'm i put it back on fire for it's, you. yeah 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 I told you your hair was on fire, so it's on fire. Um, yeah, I mean, in a way, uh, I ended up doing like some really lame, like hotel production for a minute uh, after, because it was like the most accessible, mm -hmm. like the, the the biggest assholes of hotel AV ever. They're like the McDonald's of AV, and, really? and, and they're the McDonald's of hotel AV. And if anybody out there is listening to this and has any inclination or has like tried to book an event at hotels, you know exactly who the. F about they're worldwide and i don't really to, i don't need to say their name <laughs> why are they why are they like that why, what, what's the oh because they're where does it owned, come from they're owned by um goldman sachs goldman sachs goldman sachs they're absolutely soulless and they're 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 literally like the oh there's a there's a field that we're there's a market that we're not capturing so we have to spend the bare minimum and educate like the lowest of people to scumbags and yeah, yeah, yeah like people who don't even care about av like, yeah all right Fine. You know, yeah, so yeah. after uh, after Pixelcore, mm -hmm. like that, you work there. Yeah, most immediately, and then got scooped up doing like live production because finally the the tendrils like there's not a lot up here in the North Bay. Not at all. You know what I mean? Like you either you have sucked the right dicks to get an internship at Lucas or Pixar or DreamWorks. DreamWorks is in the Bay Area as well. 
thought they had a small thought... satellite office. But there's like little satellite offices up here all the time. Yeah. I think Netflix is being a little cooler about getting stuff up here. Is they're in um Redwood City. That is Redwood City their main headquarters or is that their Yeah, yeah Netflix does a lot ne- of meetings. I've I've seen them run a lot of meetings and stuff offsite in the past couple of years. But mm-hmm. I think that's like nobody wants to be in Hollywood there, too many palms to grease. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That's, I can only I mean, imagine. And and honestly, if at like if Georgia hadn't Past a series of really stupid, f-s. everybody probably would be going there in mass amounts because that'll be the new Hollywood. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. Really? Productions. Why Georgia? Well, that's it, where they shot they The Walking it, Dead. Yeah. Because there's tax breaks. They make it easy to shoot there. Really? Mm-hmm. There's like there's less union bosses and other production companies. There's so much less red tape to shoot out there. Wow. If you're in, if you're in, uh, like, let's say you try to secure a location in L.A. You need basically, <clears throat> you need to check with all businesses affected in like a, mi- a several mile radius. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody who might even see the production, like you got to go house to house, canvas the area, and like sometimes they'll be like, "Wow, that bothers me," and then like pretty often location scouts will be like, "What if I gave you like two hundred dollars? Will you just sign this?" Go about your day like we're not like gonna take forty eight to seventy two hours out on your street. It'll be so, it's not a con- it's not really even an inconvenience. These people are just asswipes. So these asswipes. So it it's just asswipes <laughs> like serving asswipes. It's awful. So you're saying if people come up and say hey, we're gonna shoot a film, we're we're letting you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't consent unless you pay me a thousand dollars. Totally. They oh, yeah. do- no, they're hundred. Wow. One hundred percent. Just to even secure a location. And that's before you get to do a camera test on site, like set up lights, figure out anything. Just to be like, we were thinking about using this for one scene, and it's probably going to be a total of five minutes runtime in anything that we're doing. You still have to grease all those ponds. And that's wow. every location. Right. And there's totally, oh my god, that's like totally so many people, douchebags that are just absolutely. Like, well, because they, they know the game. They know oh, the really? game. Uh, budgets get inflated all the time on big budget, on, on big Hollywood pictures, mm-hmm. on purpose. Like, a hammer doesn't cost $500. You know what I mean? Like, C-18s, we all know, clothespins mm. were invented to, like, bump up the budget on film productions because they're just a random oh, thing the, that you get. The tape? The, the fuck? The black tape? Gaff tape? Gaff tape. Yeah. That's, I mean, necessary, but every square inch. Oh, I'm methodical. I went to every square inch covered. Totally. 500 rolls later. I mean, it's like 20 bucks a roll. Gaff tape ain't cheap, but gaff tape is also, like, indestructible if used properly. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, anybody... It's it's there for years. Years. Like, if it was... I've, like, long... I've made long-term home repairs with gaff tape. (laughs) It'll work. It'll work. Or at the Pixelcore, um... Like the studio, I'd go in, I'd just see dust all over certain cables that are going to the lights in the, in the gap, uh, what's it called? Scaffolding. Mm-hmm. Scaffolding. Um, fuck, tape. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah. What is, would you say is like your number one production horror story? Whether it be hours worked or something, somebody blown up on set or just an absolute calamity upon your soul. Uh, how about like we just check off a bunch of these bingo squares Please, all, oh, all, in one, all in one story. Just load all it up. All in one story. Fire it off, Captain. Um, so this was this was the end of the busiest season uh, 
a handful of years ago working with a with a company doing uh, uh, live events and like uh, the types of events that like there is no budget mm-hmm. like there's mm-hmm. there, right there's a couple mm-hmm. of designers that come in and go we want this make it happen the the, the bottom line is not that's not what we're talking about are just are they 100% pretentious is there any redeeming quality or are they just uh, heads up their asses and back out their mouths no they have they have beautiful taste and they pay people to do amazing shit but again there's just there's no money cost associated it, their money is not a factor here it's about making it meet expectation not at all about money yeah. um Let's get it done yeah so that was uh, that was the company that I was I was working my ass off with uh, so much so that that year I had done 102 hours in seven days. Jesus. Yeah. People usually work 40, Ka. That's right. 40. Oh, yeah. 102. All right. So how how much does that equate to in one? How many how many hours? Is that, what's that divided by seven? I guess I should ask. Did you math God, right I now? know. My phone's recording like an asshole. I can't use them. All right. All right. All right. In a seven hour work day. So roughly 14 and a half hours for seven days straight. But I'm gonna tell you, mm-hmm. uh, it, was, it was more so, that was just hours like I was clocked in because I was commuting down to the city too. Right. It was about like an oh, hour. Oh, from Petaluma? Yeah, so it was about like Damn. an hour drive. So two hours of commute like each day on top of all that. Not, not a fun drive. Not, not a lot of sleep, not a lot of sleep. Uh, what happened to your mental state? So, well, I mean, like, you just kind of go, you, uh, I'd like wake up. <sighs> no, no, not oh. at all. Not at all. Firstly, you need to make actual money to, yeah, like, true. To, <laughs> to have, like, booger sugar involved whatsoever. Like, production people will absolutely, when everything is done, like, yes, because n- none of us have any energy left to have a good time or party. Indeed. And up. you have to rage. You have to rage. It's, it's, uh, it is a standard. Um, but like in the midst of things like, yeah, I definitely don't do that shit, but, uh, no, no, not myself. Uh, I would like wake up and <laughs> be like in another lane on the highway. I'm like, oh, you would damn. I, I mean, like I, I pretty much like sleep drove back and forth to gigs in the city for like, there's like a six month period of like just busy 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 did coffee work at all or is it no. just never enough no, no no there's like there's no such thing as enough coffee i was asking for like quad shots on the way out of, of starbucks like every morning and that was like just to start my car i don't want coffee i want a venti of espresso yeah yeah, yeah. pretty much but I'd, I'd i'd mix it with like i i get um you know, I just get, like, a, a, a coffee, but I'm, like, I need four ad shots and, like, as, as much other, like, wake me the fuck yeah. can. Uh, all light roast, please. And it, like, yeah. eventually it was, like, it, it, it was the equivalent of firing a BB gun at a freight train. <laughs> like, you just can't do anything. <laughs> so <laughs> That's very, uh, like, that's essentially what it is. It's, it's like, just... Blink! <laughs> yeah. Not, uh, very, so like, not was... very effective. Eventually, coffee was that. It was just like a. One of my production buddies was like, I, I, I consider coffee a basic human right. <laughs> it really. I feel like I plateaued because I never want to get to that part, that point where 
it's like, damn, now I'm like my heart's racing. I'm still exhausted. Oh yeah, it, 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 no, like, and that's when you just it just depresses you even more. Yeah, because you can feel your heart trying. And it's it's almost like a it's ember. It's charred, <laughs> and you're just oh, let me rest, daddy. Let, daddy me rest. <laughs> let me rest, daddy. No, it will work. <laughs> Oh my god. So back back to the story. Back so besides abusing yourself in the <laughs> just worst of ways. So, like sleep was such a huge factor. Um, and I think, you know, I I'd slept wow. drove in and out of consciousness to uh the Legion of Honor that morning, an hour and a half, and uh that was like I think I worked like I think I worked like eighteen hours and then drove another two back home the night before. So I was on maybe like three or four hours of sleep after, and the, this is the tail end of our busy season where mm. it's like the last little threads of what you got, uh, and Just, then and then it's dead. It all shuts down, and there's like two months where you're like refractory period. Yeah, well, try to uh, you know pay your medical bills that are left over from yeah, because you make so much money and it's like big lump sum. Take care of all your shit and like, all right, back to eating ramen. So it's, it's kind of like um. Reminds of the the crab fishermen, just feast and famine, just you're gonna go crazy. Except this time, yeah. I mean, if you're just that busy, you don't have to rely on crabs, obviously, but you're yeah. gonna get it. And then, is it some Very something like, like just budgeting it out? Okay, I, I just stick it out for a few months, and then sure. Is it guaranteed that there'll be as much work in the next busy season? Yeah, the next busy season, your phone will ring off the hook, and uh, uh, you'll you'll have to turn work down because there's just everybody needs. Turn work down. Yeah, You're yeah, allowed yeah. to do that. You have to. Hashtag Pixel Core. You just make the. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Mm. Uh, oh, the uh, the horror story. The horror story. Yeah. Not so the horror story, the horror Kyle. Stories. The those horror are, story. Those are stories. Those Not are the horror stories. stories. So I was running on on no sleep and uh, was running uh, feeder cable, which like um, big copper cable that re- that like leads back to uh, like heavy duty generators. Okay. Like high voltage Ooh, stuff. Dangerous. Yeah, super dangerous. Um, Perfect to be operating on while sleepy. Yeah, no sleep. I think I had basketball shorts on because that was like the only thing that I had clean after like a month of not having any time to do my laundry. Mm. Um, and I was carrying a a wrap of of two watt, which is like one of the heavier gauges for this application. Uh, about a hundred. 150 pounds of cable on my shoulder and I was walking along this uh, this rock wall and feeding the cable down in between the rock wall and where this big generator was and uh, yeah, I was walking backwards and feeding it out off my shoulder and uh, ran out of ledge and just kept walking backwards so I ping-ponged off of the concrete wall back and forth a couple of times off of the generator box uh, with all that, with about a, like uh, like about a hundred pounds of weight on my shoulder still, and landed on my right leg, and like I heard a pop before I felt a pop. Uh, so that was like that was probably the worst twenty four hours I'd had in like a long ass time. So you fell like two you you yeah. ran out of ledge. You were on top of a, a uh, how high up were you? I, I'm um it was it was like. It was like six feet or so. So you just bam, bam, just down through a little crevice, or just yeah, yeah, like the that, <laughs> that I was laying the cable down. Yeah, and I got to the end of it, which like is the end of where the thing is, and then dropped. And like, as as my foot sank down and there was nothing there, I was like, I'm trying to like reach out for stuff. I knew Your it. Your eyes. I knew are, that I just. Oh. You just knew you were fucked. 
that was working next to me, I think I scared him half to death because, like, maybe the most primal scream I've ever heard come out of a thing. And it was your thing. Out, and it was coming out of me. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you do? Shatter your, your so ankle or dislocated it? I, I destroyed my ACL and my MCL and had tearing <laughs> in the PCL. So like, Jesus Christ, Kyle. I damn near took my own leg off with all that weight. So that wasn't cool. It was the least amount of fun I'd had in a long ass time. Kyle. <laughs> damn. It's totally not rad. No, no, no. Listen, That's bad. Listen. It sucked. It sucked. Holy but, uh, so it, I mentioned it was at the end of the busy season. Mm -hmm. I had actually planned to go on paternity leave two days after it happened because we were that close that much like to the just final stretch right two days i was going to start my paternity leave and make my money because there was going to be dead season i'd just get my state money and yeah host enjoy baby time absolutely so like instead of getting like a month off for paternity leave uh injured myself real bad on the job not gonna minimize that uh ended up was out for like four months Getting paid. Yes. With a I was like hobbling around, like yeah. you can't keep me down. But I got baby time out of it. You did get some baby time. So. Uh, so it kind of right, worked out. It right. It and was I, like the least amount of fun I've had in a day. It's a bad time. Right. And then four months later, like this sucks. But do you think, in a roundabout way, in kind of a sick and twisted way, yeah, it was happened. worth it to endure that pain to spend more time with your son? Oh my God. What's Absolutely. It, what's his name again? Dax. Dax. Yeah. With an X. With a K S, even even better. Dakin. Yeah, he's a little little Viking boy name. God, God, Dakin. Got a little D and D name. Love it. Parents and nerds, like they can't do. Absolutely. That that's totally worth it though. Like you shrimp. Say we were given the choice. Hey, Kyle, got four months possibly, but I gotta push you off the ledge. But would you say yay? I probably would. Yeah. Probably would. So incredibly badly, but like, uh, I was also so overworked. <laughs> I was so fucking yes, right. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, I, I mean, like, I I was able to make it to the hospital. Like, I had somebody come drive me there. Obviously, yeah, but, like, good call. You know what I mean? Like, it was it it was a good solid like day of maybe the worst pain ever. Uh. uh Minus like get, getting your just your ball sack like speedballed or something <laughs> by like Mike Tyson. Absolutely, like, that's like, the only other thing that I can I, imagine. Like he would this just close. he'd be doing this to me, but that is a gnarly a gnarly injury. Yeah. Were you scared of the opioids at any any part? Did you have surgery? Yes, I did. I did. All right. it, was, it was zero cost to me. Thankfully, the the production company I work with had. Using workers' comp insurance. Cool beans. Uh, I would be probably like I would be in such deep paper really. Any oh dear God! Yeah, hundreds of thousands, oh if not millions. I count myself so lucky. Yeah. Um, which might be the only uh, the other reason that I go. Yeah, it's bought and paid for. <laughs> like you want to do it again? You give me uh, another four months. Another knee. Yeah. It's uh. Go, please do the same like, one. My Jesus. ex when she. Tore up her ACL, MCL, LCL, all the works, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll take that one. Yeah. Uh, took forever because her pops was in the Air Force, so they have Air Forced oh, band aids shit. and 
it took over six months to even get diagnosed. It's like, oh, you got to get surgery. And they, was they it did, the ligaments? The ligaments. Or, or needed, like bones and muscles? Um, trash. They, she needed a cadaver's ligament. That's what I got. You I got, got, you a got Frankenstein a de- leg. Do you know who it was? Some uh, dead man, dead I, woman. I I declined the whole like meet the family who gave you it. Like I'm like, what if it's what if it's weird? You know what I mean? Like I, I sent, I sent like the impartial thank you card, but like there was an option to like be a little more intimate with like the donor family. That'd be a weird experience. There, firstly, I can never live up to their expectations. No, you know it's what like I mean? Like, like it doesn't matter. I'm Kyle. Yeah, like hey everybody. <laughs> Does, uh, did your dad have like a like weird gambling problem or did he hate dogs? Because my leg keeps like kicking puppies. Uh, I'm just shaking up. Yeah. <laughs> I have this impulse to just be the worst person. I, I just want to hit but you for some reason. Just my knee. Just my knee. <laughs> right. That, could you imagine saying you have a heart transplant or something yeah. life-saving and to meet their family... And That'd like, be where I'm like, you're, he's still alive in a way. Yeah. No. Because, oh. There's got to be a TV show that's had something about that, right? Where somebody, somebody gets a, a transplant, becomes close to the family, mm-hmm. and, and like, but actually is a total wreck and is trying to live up to the, oh, the family's expectations. Marries the wife. Something. Something real hot. Husband dies. He's, <laughs> oh, God, no. And then a donor an gets Adam it. Movie. I don't oh, know God. which no Adam Sandler way. movie, but it's an Adam Sandler I hope I could write better than that. <laughs> uh, to write for Black Mirror or uh, Love, Death, and Robots would be so f- on it. Yeah. I'm not sure how I'd execute it on Instagram just yet, but I love the yeah. little concept art things. Uh, yeah. the, just those random images people make. Uh-huh. Um, just have that be the front. Okay, here's what I think. And just whatever. I think you're allowed, what, 10 slides? And just write the short story there. People slide through. Some quick there little, are, uh, little... There are a couple of people that I follow that do that. Just do that? And it's, and it's all really cool. Yeah. yeah. There's one that's like, uh, live in the future. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it is a Instagram-driven narrative. I love Where it. it's like mostly stills or small animations about like a girl who just finds like a, a, a portal and jumps ahead into this super synthy cyberpunk future i like and that it's just like daily life and random stuff about the world and it's that's so creative it's so cool and I, I i yeah there's there's people who are doing it so like tell your story however however you can do it yes no there i have that and it's just here's daily life of this here she is and yeah. they draw the art or is it different art concepts no it's, it's all one artist it yes. seems i'm so jealous of that idea yeah i will once I take my phone back, we'll be following that. Absolutely, sir. absolutely. That shit, like, it's that type of creativity that just gets me off. I f- well, so much of it is um, uh, uh, regiment. Is there is there a, a story to it, or is it just her her day? There's like, like there there's like an overarching story, which is like her trying to get back mm-hmm. to her time. Um, but a lot of it is just like, well, I've kind of accepted that I'm stuck here for a while, and it's just like different facets of this world that the, I mean, it's gonna be really freeing for an artist too, and be like, oh, well, God. it's it's my version of whatever I want it to be, so it'll be observed as pedestrian, which is cool because I, it's, you, can, you can do whatever you want. Yes, the world building, I'd say, just yeah, so exactly. godlike. Yeah, lovely. That's a uh, that's that's interesting because there's a. Uh, so we were in the middle of production for Decrypted. Yeah, right? so I was going to ask, like, how that's going. So we, we had to pause everything. 
Uh, the, it was in a in stupid a, question. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's okay. It's all right because like some people tried to still make stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there are still plenty of productions and forty-eight hour film festivals and film sprints and all these other things that were going on. Um, so there was still stuff being made, but uh, San Francisco was where a bunch of our locations were. Yeah. So it just I could like I couldn't in good conscience be like, hey everybody, let's go risk it for like right. Let's just pause right now. Yeah. More pre-production time is never bad, especially if it's afforded to you by like worldwide pandemic. Indeed. Especially if you're an independent it's like, production. Hey, there we go. Yeah, that's more time to build props, make stuff, talk to people. It's getting all the ducks in, in a row, all the right paperwork, or is it totally gorilla? No, I mean like some of it, it like has to be mm -hmm. because like your budget will dictate that. You know what I mean? Like your budget will be like, well, it's gonna it's gonna be thirty two hundred dollars just to clear this street on a not busy day in a bum f that you can CG the. F and it doesn't look like a bump. So do you want to spend that $3,200? Or do you want to just show up on a Sunday night where there are no police or get footage where police are attacking rioters and composite a shot? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you, you do stuff like that instead of like, no, I don't. That's $3,200 that can go somewhere else. Some very Akira type oh, type stuff going on right I'm like, what the oh, yeah. going on? There's Madness, a, like a B, like a, a a B footage taker's wet dream. I oh my like, god, absolutely! There's so much stuff out there. There's people like just shattering windows and people like just. Oh yeah, it's 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 a wild west. I I posted something it's like one west. my one of my dogs that uh, passed away a couple months ago. I had I just kind of photoshopped him climbing up a wall like Peter. I put no rules 2020. It was right after January first, and I said, you know what? I am juiced for this year. I'm just like, there's, yeah, there's laws, what have you, but there's no fucking attack your dream. Now, baby. <laughs> it's, um, ah, just go for it. Like, what's stopping you from doing what you want to do? Being creative, ambitious, right. everything, anything. And I, little did I realize there will be no rules in 2020. Right. 2020 doesn't give a future doesn't give a They're off, OJ. Yeah. It's. <laughs> It God, we're we're in for it now. Let's go. It's it's some Mad Max right. without the desert, and, right? But and we like, have resources and water. It would suck so hard if you had a really cool story to tell, and uh, and and tomorrow no one gets to hear it because uh, we're busy rationing water. You know what I mean? Like so, so do your thing. It's just there are no rules. Uh, there are no rules. Yeah. But the only the only rule is don't quit. As soon as you quit, you failed. Now you're talking. It's. It's like why? Why quit? You're good. There's absolutely days where you don't want to do something. I, I ranted on a podcast. It was like writing the book, sure. and luckily, like after I did hiatus, one thing, but that was just yeah. Okay, I had no idea what the f not even a layout of what the story is going to be about. But getting back onto it and just being like f quitting. There's sure. no stopping. Well, and like I see, I see your room and stuff. You've obviously been there's, plugging away at this thing. There's some things in here. Yeah, and so it's like, you, I guess when you, whenever you're doing something creative like that, and you've been afraid to do it for a long time, you ask yourself, well, what actually is making me happy? Is it the that I get to have my name on something, or is it that I'm getting to work on the thing that I love? Right. The process is awesome and typically more fulfilling than like when it's done because when it's done you're like all right what's the next so thing? weird what's the next thing like you're you're consistently obsessed with the work if it's something you love right mm -hmm. i think it's like in any job 
How long was decrypted tinkering around your head for before? Uh, and when do you think you'll be done? Is, is it the pilot episode, or are you guys busting out the season? So it is a it is a pilot episode that we are trying to bring to the American film market. We have no idea when all of this is going to come back in a capacity that like we can actually like present a pilot that like as the days go on uh, is becoming less science fiction and more like oh why do we need a, a, a cyberpunk dystopian future? We're we can, in one. Yeah, like look at like turn on the news. So that's that's been a bit of a challenge. Um, and it's like like Black Mirror isn't making new episodes because like their their viewer base. They like we're like we're we're not gonna release any new ones because people are just fatigued. Yeah. Like this isn't this isn't entertainment at this point. It's not like black comedy. It's it's just fatigue inducing. It really is. Like I, why watch the news? Why? Yeah. yeah. Like, exactly. I don't know what to believe anyway. But it, so. it what a good um, like when I was writing uh, just. Like setting this up, I was like, you know what, I wanted my creative place, and I, yeah. that's why I stopped going to San Francisco. I was writing in San Francisco for a while, working mm -hmm. in VR. It's like three-hour commute from here. It's a nightmare. Jesus Christ! I just no, and this was making me happy, and I didn't feel like I could at all. Anytime I job search, I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this, but I, I could be right. Like just, I was, my head was on fire. Right. And it probably must have been what Alex must have felt like when that's your project, your life's work, or. Sure. Hopefully it's my life. Oh, who knows? But it's something you you love and you're adamant about. You want every aspect of it to be perfect. Sure. And there's not enough time in the day, obviously. Well, and and in that moment that you actually have something that sets your head on fire, like count yourself lucky because there are some people who never get to have that. When did your hair get cut on fire with decrypted? Was it you and anybody else, or this is a pure born this was, Kyle Sedgley? F yeah. This was working working in hotel events and and basically catering to the ultra rich in a town in a city that is is like basically a technocracy mm -hmm. um so i mean I, I i wrote this in my my downtime while i was like working in crappy hotel production um and then over years it just like it went through many drafts and i kept thinking about it and i really like if i ever needed an idea of where to go next i would i would just look at popular mechanics articles or like just look at the news and be like whoa 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 we're getting like cyberpunk was supposed to be a warning uh and a, and a fantasy not like a, a a goal or like that we're trying to attain mm -hmm. and so that was kind of where, oh that, that was that, where that's interesting really I, uh, I didn't think of the that genre the cyberpunk genre that way like it is Usually, just when is it ever happy when there's just gunk and everything in the street? Right. It's just a right. very bleak right. And, reality. And, and so much of the cyberpunk fiction that we know and love is sort of was created in the 70s and 80s. So, like, our model for all of cyberpunk is just based off on, uh, on like, because everybody has a clunky five and a half inch floppy to, like, to operate a, a complex machine. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you're just seeing. Uh, you're. you're we're looking at like nano machines now. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we're looking at gene editing and like super scary stuff, not just like the cyborg this men are it. coming to get us. They got to be more than <laughs> cyborg men. Well, then that was that was like the major big focus of the of the first episode was talking about like the sociological effects of technology mm -hmm. as we've adopted it. Got gotcha. you. Right. Everybody has social media. I don't know anybody who like truly doesn't. 
Are we taking it too lightly, you think? Or, or, or are we allowing it to become so seamlessly part of our lives and not questioning how yeah. much? Like, check your screen time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at your look at your screen time during the uh, the quarantine, how it shot up a ton. Look at how you consume entertainment. Um, Those ads that pop up that are oddly related to the conversation you had the day prior to a friend yeah. over the phone. Yeah, I mean, just look at how ubiquitous any of it has become. You know, um, if you're in your 30s, you grew up in a time where, like, the internet was this new, weird, fragile thing that you could, like, make your own page and it was dumb. You looked at it on AOL or Netscape Navigator. If you're the a word turbo hard. nerd, you had, like, BBSs and stuff. But it was this dumb, new, brand new little thing that we've had to figure out how to adjust to in a, such a short amount of time that sociologically, like, we don't really know the long-term ramifications just of, like the gamification of intimacy you ever tried dating someone recently it's, on an um, app that was perhaps one of the worst experiences it's the worst i met a couple for like cool girls like that's some, what i mean like you one that, a couple that keep like okay we're friends but no they say tinder is just like oh my self-worth yeah. my self-worth and just what dating i'm like i don't think I'm an ugly person, but it's like who, sure. I'm, I'm allowing myself to be subject to these total strangers' judgment. I'm not good enough for anybody, sure. and it just you that, just mind does something to you long term. But also just the concept of being able, like, look at the model for what you would when you would date around mm -hmm. back in the day. It was it would usually be like through your friends or through like a couple of little local social groups. Or organic like happens, yeah, yeah, very organic. Um. And I think, I think the practice of being able to swipe through hundreds of faces and just decide thumbs up or thumbs down, like I'd be willing to be nude in the same room with you or not. Nude. You know, like, uh, I think that does something long-term for people's ability to form meaningful bonds with each other. You and no, I could I... not have swiped through a deck of people that we would work at at Pixelcore, go through a bunch of bullshit there, and, and and know who each other are versus mm. like that's kind of what you're looking for is this like lightning rod happenstance <laughs> of like but that's not good enough you well know, i'd like have sex thing. with her but yeah. you know what i mean like i'd have sex with you kyle just like just for the I'd, record I'd, if there was I'd like work with this right guy you, absolutely like, a super like i would that's super i would super dude like you like me see what those glasses are like take those glasses off. <laughs> that is totally interesting another yeah. thing because uh i had a tango i'm just confessing yeah dude that will affect your life in such an just such a horrendous way oh, sure. in terms of distorting rea reality and what you said about having a meaningful relationship or how it alters yeah. one's relationship it changes the nature of intimacy for a lot of people i'm not just saying like, like super vanilla people right like anybody it, yeah chris warrock talked about it on one of his, his like latest stand-ups of how porn it, it just kind of shatters what reality is and how you perceive the one you're with, and right. how you interact with others around you. Like, oh, oh. And this, they all want to have sex with me. It's like, I mean, this uh, is kind of why I love that Rick and Morty joke about like making a porn a Pornhub profile is like, because if you start dating somebody and you just look at what you're into each other, like, I can see the benefit of that. Like, yo. I, like stronger relationships that way. Yeah. You know, no, like, I, I'd see it's 
I would say complete and utter evil, but I saw my first porno at the wee young age of 10 by happens to have an older brother. Right. Wasn't yeah, his yeah. fault. I snuck in. I thought the guy... I you're and sad, I, you're curious. Like, and I quote, I remember seeing the guy finish. I'm like, he's peeing on her. <laughs> <laughs> that, I had no <laughs> idea you could go number three. <laughs> it's like, good lord. Um, I can't think... I can't, you know, believe that that probably had a positive benefit on... The overall effect of things, but prolonged exposure, doing it, sure. just not thinking anything of it, it fucks conscious. I think it's like, like, people are addictive about certain things. Look at anybody who spends too much time on Instagram. Oh, anybody who, like, bothers to get into a flame war on Facebook. Flame war. Yeah, we just an internet shouting match. Oh my god. Because they're a dime a dozen right now. I mean, I'm it's, so... it's awesome to use that platform for discourse, but at the end of the day, like the amount of actual change that comes out of uh, yelling at your uncle on Facebook is it's none. it's so because people they'll say things. I'm like, I don't agree with that, or I think it, it's it's ignorant. I've. I'm just like, I'm not even going to bother in a shouting match on Instagram or any, what political rant have you seen on Instagram where you're like, whoa, hold on. Stop I'm going to change my life this yeah, post. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's just, I don't think anything gets accomplished and Facebook loves it and the news loves conflict. They oh, love yeah. the discord. Well, and I think people get to get that soapboxiness out of their system. Yeah walk back outside and do nothing about the actual problems that they're just hardcore yeah black lives matter like they're just armchair yeah armchair politics the antifa they're just swinging their rat their rags with their 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 the same people that are like don't take down our confederate statues we need our participation trophies and you're like you are a loser we participated in the civil war we deserve (laughs) our flag You're a loser. Here you go. Now yeah. those I'm like, yeah, they're part of your history. Libertarian friends who are all like, well, we should we should back what the cops say. I'm like, you guys have armed up so that you could fight a fascist state, and here you go. Your wet dream is out your front door. Where are you? Is it gonna? Do everybody, there's <laughs> no. a lot of talk. There's a lot of talk. It's a lot of this. A lot of yak yak yak. Do you see there being armed conflict at all? I mean, there like, technically already is. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. You're ju- but you're talking about like, like wide gun, scale, like, I'm talking gunfights. Like uh, vigilantes are popping up. There's gunfights in the streets, and the pro, the protesting's. Are you saying that, like specifically towards police? Or are you talking? Yeah, the police are fi- the they, division you, of of people in America right now. Probably all of the above. I mean, like, they're, they'll be fighting with the police. There's gonna be gun, just people in buildings shooting at police. Just absolute chaos i think that people who are state of emergency shit i I don't think it'll hmm. it won't be the way you think uh it will be we don't have tanks and 50 cal rifles to fight fascism and the fascists do that there's a lot (laughs) of firepower there's lots of militarized police that they're you're bringing a a knife to a gunfight as a civilian do you employ the cartels who do have said weapons? Jesus. Ferry them into the land, battle it out, and the we uh, pray. We should pray that no bring other, in the cartels. Jesus. That no other large entity with like a powerful force goes like, well, they're busy fighting amongst themselves. Now's the time. Like, we better be so count our lucky stars that nobody's like, well, who knows? Mess. Let's clean it up. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh, exactly. Like, man, but I just still, I don't want the Get world to end right Ass wipes. It, how? I don't trust it as far as I could throw it. And I. I, I mm, 
I still have so much more I would like to accomplish. Finishing the book, yeah. uh, you know, podcast, maybe get a sponsor. I don't know, but I don't want the world to end just yet. <laughs> I've, I've had more to do on the to-do list. Oh, sure. Sure. Hmm. And I mean, like, hey, we've got, what, five years until Yellowstone goes? And then it's a mass extinction it, event? Is it? So write your Get and, it done. Right. Do they, are they predicting five years? I don't know. There's some rumble and grumblings. No, there's always something. There's, there's, always, there's, an always, there's something. always an asteroid that's a cunt hair away from taking us out. Like just That's pretty small. You know what I mean? Like, yep. You live, <laughs> live in fear every single day or do the thing like write your book that makes you happy. I'm trying. And I'm guessing most people who make art is like, because I can reach people this way and hopefully change your mind and open it for the better. Shut your goddamn mouth, Kyle Sedgley. I mean, that's not that's why we love cyberpunk, right? We're terrified that one day, like, Terminator is going to be a reality. Like, that would be f- like, Terminator take, without... it takes is Elon Musk to have a boner on the wrong day, and, like, here we go, Skynet. I feel like his boner is slowly turning the opposite direction. Because he used to be a really celebrity guy, and now he sure. speaks his mind a little bit, has an opinion, and people are up in arms against him. Well, and, like, it was weird, because there is, there is this hoodwinking of, of the personality of... of Elon Musk, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows him as the guy who started PayPal and the guy who started Tesla, when really he was a strong investor and a strong voice, but not like some singular business auteur. Yeah, like just... yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's he, like PayPal wasn't built in a dorm by Elon Musk with no hair. Right. Like we've all seen the picture where he's like just got nothing up there. How do you get hair? Um, by being rich. Like oh, it's amazing. <laughs> oh my god. Filthy f- do for you. You can do anything you want. There really are no. You can murder somebody. You sure can. You can grab somebody in the. You, you can, can do whatever you want. You can be president of the United States. You can be president of the United States. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, Kyle, I had a couple of questions actually written down to talk I love about. The couple of couple of points there. They <laughs> uh, could, you know, weasel its way back into what we were talking about. I don't know. Shoot, man. I wrote them down. I'm gonna... <laughs> Um, in these troubled times, uh, are drugs the answer? I mean, firstly, yes. have drugs uh, the answer to what? Are you saying everybody should get a should... super soaker in the face of LSD? Because that would change a lot of riot cops' positions, like, real quick. If we could all, saying. if we get the riot cops and just a big circle and just everybody's high. Everybody's able to sit and talk and... Speak rationally, put the shields down, have a big old picnic, something big and gay and joyous. Can we all just share a joint? That's uh, that would be that would be uh, uh, 60 years out of fashion because Ugh. the because the real the real movement when America <clears throat> still probably could have uh, came and went with Woodstock. Oh, that you know would... what I mean? Like the the '60s came and went, man. Like oh. we've only gotten, sh- we haven't gotten better since like the summer of love, in terms of like being nicer to each other. Like yeah, yeah we like... don't drop the hard R and stuff anymore, but we still have like a lot of the same problems. There's a lot of sh- that still dropping yeah. the R. Yeah, and now everybody has like a supercomputer in their hand to do whatever. The more so, we right, instead of using said supercomputer, it's more so of a camera than anything. Of Absolutely. let's get this person in trouble, whatever. Oh let's God. go viral. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. it's. So our drugs the right. answer. They were. I, they they <laughs> might have been at one time. Of us, uh, 
but seriously, if you're out there and, and like we're we're on like day thirty of test, start distilling as much LSD as you can and start dosing mass amounts of cops. Put put a spray gun on a drone if you just, need to. I'm just sprinkle and ju it. And just dose every single one of those guys that think that today is the day their Call of Duty uh, fantasy comes true. I I don't I don't think they're go home, home and re-examine your. I don't think there there there's been such horrible betrayal a uh, portrayal of them and it, it just fits the narrative of the day going on. Sure. I hope I certainly hope that the majority aren't like bloodthirsty animals or guys no. laughing at people's dismay or just there's been no. some horrid. Sh it's it's hard to kind of sift through the gray area. We're seeing a little bit of like internal investigation actually popping up and be effective. I want to see more. We want to see, well, and accountability is the big thing. And I'm sure any any cop who considers them on the good side of the blue line uh, and does their job with respect to their community and care for their fellow American uh, already knows all this shit. noise coming uh, from protests that all cops are bastards. Well, that, that's a platitude. Uh, you. There, there's something called the blue flu, where cops will en masse call out sick for something that they don't want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Or if a union I've boss tells them to. Absolutely. Really? So, I mean, if you don't want to be the one of the cops out there that might have a standing order of engagement to fire on civilians, don't go to work. It's, you got a choice. There's a moral, it's a moral dilemma on all... It, it is. It's not, the protesters aren't the ones... I guarantee you about your job. Like, and nobody, we're at 30% unemployment. Join us. That's crazy. Do it, be on, God, that's be wild. On the, be on the side of your communities that are also suffering. But, like. So I feel like the cops should be, if, if anything, instead of defund standard. them, but get held to a higher standard and get some kind of programs going in where there's cops from the community that are born and raised there that understand what these people are going through and able right. to connect with them. Where there's a trust instead of, oh, shit might die yeah. because I'm driving two miles under the speed limit. Well, I, and I actually, I had that sort of thought experiment with a couple of my friends and, and was like, well, uh, all police positions should be community elected within a school district, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So essentially anybody who gets hired is voted on by a public forum and typically They'll vote for people who grew up in the neighborhood, people they've known or lived there for yeah. a while, things like that. However, 50% of the pool of, of candidates should not be previous officers. They should be college students doing a mandatory year of civic duty to pay for free mm. to pay for free college. That that would can the colleges or whoever the powers that be make money off that though? Is that going to cost them money? Because that's the that's the big issue here. It's money. Shouldn't, it shouldn't be your budget that you would spend on. Uh, uh, it, it basically you're 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 chomping away from one budget, a civic budget, into a judicial budget, right? Mm -hmm. And then instead of making them basically social workers. Uh, like I'm not talking about give a couple of college students some guns and go right. do, go do arrests and like deal with B and E's, but like take 50% of your workforce and make them more focused towards social work. Does it, like what 80% of the shit out there you could probably sell? How many how many bank robberies do you see ever? No, Jesus. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like that's, that's all done for. That exactly. You don't. It's, it's, it's not been run out of town. Out there. It's people that are like terrified hooked on shit, need help, that doesn't come at the end of a trench. Yeah. No, it, 
It's not Can the Wild West anymore. We're trying not to be the Wild West. I know. I thought we were getting away from that. I thought we were doing better. We were trying. A bunch of Arthur Morgans. People think they're Arthur Morgans around yeah, here. But at least he was good at the end. Yeah, it's redemption, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I still haven't finished that game. Oh, I'm sorry. Did yeah, I just ruin it for you? The PC Kinda. release was such a mess. Really? It was such a mess. What, I, I, what happened? Uh, just the, the, the port of the the, plat, the, the the console version over to the PC oh my was God. just awful. Launch day was a mess. None of the online features weren't. Like, it was basically just like, I... Online is typically a f shit. Yeah, but GTA V has had, like, what, a, over a decade of really strong online community? Amazing. And I... New shit. It, well, it, it's... I've never seen a game for years have memes or I see them on iFunny all the time and it's great. Yeah. The yeah. purple versus green aliens and all that Fuck endless. Yeah. Do you think they're putting all their server efforts towards keeping their, their golden child uh, alive and well? Because you can't do nearly as much in Red Dead as you can in GTA 5. And no. I don't know why they haven't duplicated some of the game types, say a survival mode or sure. whatever. I mean... You know, and it, it's uh, why did why did World World of Warcraft stay on top for like oh. twenty like customization fifteen years That's more it. content more content. oh yeah, yeah anybody who was starting to fall off like you'd just be like okay well here's another here's another like hundred hours of play yummy and that's just on quest stuff that we're constantly updating it's just like it's less about the new hotness and more about like maintaining like. You love it. Like, you would go back and play Goldeneye on the 64. Absolutely. Right. Uh, Destiny. Yeah. All the time. Any, yeah. any of those OG games. If somebody was like, all right, well, here's a second cartridge mm. with just more. You don't care about the engine. You don't, no. you know what I mean? You're just like, no, I just want that. It's the story that you're invested in and just, the, like, the qu entertaining gameplay. It's totally. quick. You just get it. Your hand, the, the controller in your hands are one yeah. horrifying <laughs> flesh infused long, with long live the new flesh <laughs> <laughs> but that's Existence right it's like an, another David Cronenberg movie long oh, I've heard that in a, the video, beginning of a, of a long live the new flesh mm -hmm. it's a reference to video drama. oh I had no idea yeah. there's such so I'm such a and novice for, weird, for weirdo uh, like weirdo cyberpunk movies that's a good one because it's like, it's biopunk technically, people when they talk Ooh. about it. But it's like got a lot of body horror and it's and it's like, it's a very like visceral movie about people merging with machines. Sort of like uh, Sigourney Weaver seeing her clone, just like, kill me. That kind of yeah, sentiment yeah, yeah. of just bizarre, disturbing imagery of what well, metal and flesh would look like. I don't want to, like, without, without just like totally ruining some of the best little moments the little nuggets of yes. video drum I love nuggets like there is there is a there's a moment in video drum where um, uh, the main character finds this uh, this weird broadcast uh, channel that like has like hardcore porn and snuff and it's just out there on the airwaves and that's like he's he's a he's a programmer for for television shows right like an agent and uh, is watching it at, in his home, uh, and it's like it's basically a pirate radio signal or pirate TV channel. Uh, and eventually, his TV has Debbie Harry from Blondie on it, looking incredibly hot. Mm. And the TV grows a set of lips, and he. Um, well, of course. You can put two and two together. Yeah. But like, there's yeah. So 
watch Videodrome uh, and also watch Existence. Like if you love, like if you love video games too, and, and David Cronenberg, right? Like Existence is love another killing. weird biopunk. Movie. Really? Yeah, where like the console is a living thing, and you plug your into it. It's like lovely. It's awesome. That's some next. That's, awesome. that's a nice little so would you say that's a subcategory of cyberpunk is the more biomechanical bi stuff. Yeah. yeah. Instead Absolutely. of just just the that the most what I remember most of it from Akira uh, more so than that the iconic red bike right. is uh, his hero uh, no not the giant Cronenberg but him sitting in his throne and then he just grows his arm mm -hmm. like that was just the most yeah. just how simple that is mm -hmm. wires and metal like that's it yeah at the end of that movie he becomes a god yeah would you say that that was such a bizarre it's ending a bit, it's, been a it's intense it. it's intense yeah and in the one of the scientists was looking at his computer it, what, this is impossible this is the creation of the universe right yeah everything going on what I don't know how many people, I hadn't heard about it until David from the, the, I mean, it's the best Chinese food restaurant in town, but it's also the only Chinese food restaurant in town, and David You're told me about pretty it. pretty Northern California. Absolutely. Not That's a whole lot. Greasy fuck. Oh, let me tell you, and David. Graphic artist and this guy. Oh yeah, you gotta watch Akira if you're thinking if you're any kind of cyberpunk because I was him about the book. Oh yeah. And he's like, no, watch Akira. That's like one sure. of the progenitors. Absolutely. I love it. And it like and it already did some of the the, the biopunk thing. I think what it, I think it was like one of the first better known animes that had like the big sprawling city mm -hmm. and the sort of like the power structure it, of like what the, the like what a futuristic society was. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the. Like the, the the teenage kids that are a biker gang, and like on top of it, there's this there's like three movies in Akira. It's crazy. It's, it's like three I would want to watch it again because I feel like watching it over and over, you'd pick up something different. Yeah. One of the, I don't know why this stood out to me. It's when the politicians in Neo Tokyo are arguing. One of them's asleep, and he, yeah. they're just pushing and starting to fight each other. Just how out of control it all is. Oh yeah. And the animation's really fluid and just tasty. And. uh... What was it? There is a. I saw some featurette on it where. Have you ever seen those like really, really big background paintings that they'll do for stuff and they'll shoot animation up against back? It's like a background plate. Mm -hmm. This guy created a, a background plate for Akira and it was like, it's like the size of your wall. Really? And is it what, just the city? Um, it, yeah, it was like it was like dense buildings and like a horizon stuff. And, oh, when, and the featurette was like, all right, so here's the frame. Here's the whole picture. Right. Size of a wall, that kind of detail, like hyper detailed the size of a wall. And it was like about the size of his thumbnail on, on the actual frame of the animation. So it's like... Jesus Christ. Yeah, they went... There's so much detail. Did they use that it, that, that one image for multiple... Um multiple shots no just no. insane detail no. no just like probably one scene this is japan yep this is like one scene and you wonder how budgets get blown up man like if sometimes sometimes that doesn't always equate to quality though it's true look at stars well they didn't blunder with marvel i thought how, how do you think uh end game ended or the whole entirety of it was just that from thanos you got your josh brolins Sure. I, I, so anybody who is excited to watch a new Marvel movie, uh, uh, have you read the comics? It's weird. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we're, we're so many years down the line of all these different stories. I feel like 
none of them are particularly surprising. Uh, they're none of them are particularly amazingly well written. Like there are no real big twists and turns. It's mostly some one liners and jokes in between kung fu fights. In the movies themselves. Yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. 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 And and this is like I think this is all superhero movies right now. Um, I really love the Nolan verse. I'm not. Oh gonna, dear I'm not God. Gonna jerk off the Nolan verse <clears throat> for its like complex characters or anything. I'll I'll jerk it off for you. Don't worry. Yeah, but like ev- every every Marvel movie recently to my recollection with the out the exception of ant-man and ant-man and the wasp because uh, i like the stakes they're a little more realistic mm-hmm. everything is you have a hero with throw a dart at a dartboard with powers bad guy has almost the same if not the reverse powers and at some point there's a big purple thing that could destroy the universe <laughs> basically if you're always at 11 there, like, there's no peaks and valleys. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what all of the Avengers movies were. they like, the nuance is just, it's not there. These movies don't really take their time. I love Taika Waititi's uh, Guardians 2. Um, and, or, uh, or Ragn- Ragnarok. Uh, Ragnarok yeah, was yeah, awesome. Yeah, Thor 2. That one had three, a... Three, right? Three, three. Yeah. It, um, that one in particular, that's probably my favorite standalone Marvel yeah. movie in terms of he loses his dad, there's a lot of emotional pull, but then it's just funny. And they, they, right. they really let uh, Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleton have their, let their chemistry just flourish. Right. It's fucking Which is nuts that uh, Kenneth Braun couldn't write a super captivating Thor movie, like a Norse mythology movie. I want... Like for so, it should be a lot Kenneth, bloodier, shouldn't it? Well, Kenneth Branagh was known for doing all of like the the Shakespeare, like the BBC produced Shakespeare movies. Like I'm pretty sure if you watched any of like the King Henry movies, uh, Julius Caesar, any of those in high school that were required Shakespeare reading, mm-hmm. you probably watched the Kenneth Branagh movie. Um, and I don't know if it was just the box of the like what like you can only do some. You're stuck in a box with any superhero, right? right can't take liberties you you have you have a built-in fan base that will crucify you if you don't give them exactly what they want um you're stuck pandering to them yeah and as i just feel like writing it it, it's got to be hell it would to to appease because you're appeasing everybody you have to you can't take like you said creative liberties at the same time that movies have to be I mean, think of the audience they're pandering to. Totally. People, oh, I'm a comic book fan. They've never read a comic book. Right. And they they like, maybe... they like comic books because they can buy the shit now. And ta- oh, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you like comic well, books because you, you think we people, started talking about it, you know? You think people are incapable of more in-depth storytelling? Because for what they did, for how many movies are involved... I think the comics the, are. The, the, what's that? The comics are... The, they're well-written. And, yeah, they're well-written. But, like, the... The Marvel Universe and really any persistent universe is like, well, 80% of that content is being made by Disney. You can only get so dark with it? Well, no, the, 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 what is it? The, the antithesis to Marvel has always tried to be DC, but it just is cringy, overly dark, edgy. Yes. Um, without managing to finesse like the Nolan verse, right? Where it can be dark and edgy, but it also knows what it is you suspend your disbelief though you may you just believe it maybe it's christian bale or the the cast or i mean the cast it's good writing for everything it's It's, good movie writing yeah and and some of the stuff in comics i don't think uh uh, translates well Mm -hmm. 
like Civil War. I don't. Did you that read was, Civil War? No, it's. I, I just. I feel like it can't be too much further. I. I, I watch um, Comic Story a lot on YouTube, and yeah. he's just breaks down. Here's the story of World War Hulk or yeah. or Wolverine. What have, he goes through origin stories and whatnot. So I had a, a better idea because there's about three volumes of Civil War where it's yeah. every character and there is yeah. high political stakes. Heroes are dying. Yeah. There's some serious. There's like permanent deaths yes. in Civil War. Cap being one of them. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's which, where he he died. Yeah. Oh sh. Punisher kills him. Good old Frank. And good old Frank. And he's hired by Kingpin. Punisher is hired by and in 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 Civil War to kill Cap. So. So. Jesus Christ. What I'm saying is that the source material has so much more nuance and so much more going on in it that either can't be directly translated. But Marvel and the Marvel Cinematic Universe has taken the easy way out mm -hmm. and and basically just distilling it down into what's the next big fight, what's the next big like CG thing that we can throw. It could be something our of stars a at. Right, exactly. Right? It's it, it's a money printing machine. They're and they, it's they a know money it. printing machine. They know that they can squeeze like ten movies out of this. It's like cast of the same people. They probably knew Okay, Disney, this is our audience. They're gonna grow up. Let's let's get them young. Totally. And they're yeah. not gonna know all the the comic book nuances. It kind of remind. I didn't think about it that way of how exactly how much nuances are in these comics and all the stories and all the outstretched veins that goes to all these characters. It could be kind of Game of Thrones esque sure. to combine them all, but a legal nightmare. I, oh I'm, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. just trying to get it all to work. I would have. I'd say just as a standalone, actually, other than Ragnarok. It just, it's so f as Logan is just yeah. one of, but is that, I mean, it's, it's so, is it, it technically the, the, the Marvel Cinematic guess, in association, possibly. It's an association. I thought at the end of the first, I would have loved at the end of uh, Infinity War, uh -huh. that instead of seeing Captain Marvel, which I get no boners for whatsoever, it made me a chub. I would love to have seen Xavier. Like he's paging Charles Xavier or an X. Yeah. That would have been just the way to introduce X Men to come on home yeah. to the Marvel universe where you should. Be. That would have been rad, actually. Oh I mean, my they god. Gave, they gave uh, Spider Man like a big old pat on the back. We're like, finally we have this property back. We're going to do Spider Man right. Um, and, oh man, this is. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you're allowed to criticize Captain Marvel. You may. You may. It. I'm gonna do this uh, like from a, a pure writing perspective. My biggest issue, Captain Marvel was the last movie that came out before Endgame. Correct, for no reason. It, it, the reason is this. Money. No, the reason is this, is because the writing got so, they did so much. And I don't know if they would have been able to have people be okay with how bad the Mary Sueism of Captain Marvel is. How do you, what do you mean by Mary Sueism? They are about to lose everything in the final moments of Avengers, and Captain Marvel pops back in after seeing her for two seconds. They they That's so unbelievable that to, like to, to just a, clean it up and fix it out what of an nowhere. Out. And she doesn't get the job done. But still, they they are able to win because she just decides. Deus Ex Machina, one of the worst writing things 
that's like that's like being 45 minutes into a movie and suddenly like a six-year-old girl busts out like some intense kung fu moves and then everyone's going what's happening she's like oh yeah it's because my daddy trained me three years ago to be a great kung fu master that's just out of nowhere yeah like they in just it's terrible writing what an out what an eat what an uncreative and they made a whole movie dedicate like as a as a just to get her in just to get her in yeah that was horrendous well and you just said a better option like how come the x-men and xavier didn't show up you have they're there. You have these characters that are seasoned and, and primed for some part in this. Something. Might even be a great twist. Like, if we don't see the X-Men until... I mean, we all watch Days of Future Past and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the, the other couple of really awesome uh, reboot X-Men movies. But like, first Class, Days of Future Past yeah. are standalone. Wasn't big on Apocalypse. Apocalypse. I love the action in Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, the, yeah. the aliens were kind of a weird addition to it. Uh, I wanted her to see Jean Grey just be full of f- just consumed by power. Sure. And they got a f- Yeah. Make it bad. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Com- a complex storyline in and of itself. But would have been, like the end of Avengers, would have been a better twist. You wouldn't have seen it coming. You wouldn't have been like, oh. Oh, yeah, we just watched her movie and she's back to clean it all up. Cool. Um,. I'm ashamed to have seen it in theaters. Right. You just believe it. Here's her movie, right. standalone, has nothing to do with the overall impact of Thanos or anything going on. You yeah. get some Samuel Jackson time, which I guess is nice. Which is cool. Hey, Sam. Yeah. And then it, they, it was such a, the way they marketed it, I'm not trying to sound sexist, but they were there going was a, heavy, there was female a, protagonist, yeah. woo! There was a PR campaign. I, I, just I, hate to, I hate to be the naysayer. I really think some of that drama was industry plant stuff mm-hmm. because like if there's a place i mean like i know that comic book nerds are oh, f- they're super toxic like video game people and ta- and, oh. and and comic book people and basically just like fandoms in general are super f- why is um, that you think is it because they get no play or it's, it's perceived that they get no play it's it is the same thing as when somebody is not punk rock enough to hang out with you and your punk rock friends. Right? No girls allowed. No girls allowed. It's it's we have our thing and we like it because it's our thing mm-hmm. and because we get each other. And as soon as you dilute that, right, like that's when people get mad. They don't like they don't like their hobbies or their passions being diluted, uh, and 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 often inclusivity is perceived as doing just that when it's not. Like, mm-hmm. gir- girls have loved from the get. It's just like, sweaty comic book nerds are gonna be sweaty book nerds, right? Well, why wouldn't they embrace more women into their realm? The thing is, is that there's there's always been there's always been heroines and like like the the real the real chicks that are like super nerd and into stuff and aren't bandwagoners. Is mm-hmm. What we're really talking about uh, have always like loved. Ripley from Aliens as like the first Love. huge female protagonist, and she just Not embodied first, it though. Yeah, because it was there have been those figures. Yes, throughout. But I almost feel that 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 messy PR campaign where like Alison Brie acted like specifically combative towards people, and like their interviews where like her, her castmates don't particularly seem pleased to be in the same room. Really. Yeah, and it, and it's like I don't know if it's a there's more happening be- be- behind the 
closed doors. Like this is the wake of the whole Harvey Weinstein yeah. thing and like yeah. the Time's Up movement. I get that that uh, tensions are super elevated, right? But like it seemed a little too. I was like, you you don't have to be so aggro. I I get it. We're in the process of this, but you're you're. I think singling more people out than bringing them into the fold. Like you're not telling all the girls are like, well, it's okay to like comic books. You're like, no, it's okay to be incredibly dickish at the drop of a pin mm -hmm. because it's going to get this movie some like some like, some shit. Like some sassy Brie Larson right, is. Get it? You can be dude. There have been sassy. Be sassy. Be sassy as. F be an asshole. Yeah. There's a fine line between sass and asshole. Yeah. Be a, sa like, be a sasshole. Like, that's fine yeah. because it's funny and you can get, if it's a good burn or a good zine. You can smart and outpace people conversationally and dialogue and make them look like idiots. And especially if you're on a very public platform, if you're on TV, execute that stuff subtly and intelligently instead of basically just starting a real life flame war. <laughs> The the lasting image, it was just what put it over the top from that marketing. Not just, I wasn't, didn't know how, how much more she said in the interview aspect of it. Because mm -hmm. def I definitely saw some stuff she she put out there. Just it's like, that's a real. little sad. It was sass. like, no sane person is, is just going to start a fight in this interview. Unless no. Somebody, unless somebody was like, hey, you should really can stir some no. shit. Bitch. Yeah. Her when the the commercial for the little girl standing up and then Brie Larson standing up through the ages. Oh, she's always stood up in defiance. It doesn't matter how much. I think the oppression is tossed on her. That is that is pink capitalism at its. <laughs> it's the same. Like Starbucks does not give a shit the LGBT community, but they'll change all of their cups to look like it for a month if it means more money. Gillette doesn't give a shit with your genitals so long no. as you buy more of their razors because they've got a flag on them, like mm -hmm. a rainbow you know what i mean they, like <laughs> they don't they really they really don't like here's this do, do not unicorn cuff yeah like don't endear yourself to these people who have siphoned all of your money from you for your entire working life so quickly to like just suck that corporate dick. We'll Don't be do it. we'll be here to take more of your money. Yeah, and Disney is like, this is gonna be perfect. This is gonna rile up. Firstly, uh, all the comic book nerds are going to just hate on it uh, and watch it to re to report on it and hate on it some more. Exactly. It's a it's like everybody, all of you lose as an audience, and 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 the studio gets your money. Like you paid for the movie, you already failed. What makes <laughs> Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy is so much different and how it could I, I hate to tease you I hate mm -hmm. to tease you with this th this thought the sentiment of yeah. if Heath Ledger was still alive how just insane Dark Knight Rises would have been or do you think it would have taken away with too much badassery in the bad guys realm with him and Bane working together perhaps or could they not exist in the same on the same screen well I definitely know that had Joker been written as the main villain of the third film, we would have, uh, I mean, I have a couple of issues with the last Batman movie in the Nolanverse. Just, really? Raz al Ghul's daughter was kind of a shitty, I, it was a shitty turn. That's, I, I'll forgive it from the rest of the, mm -hmm. what the rest of the universe gave me, I'll forgive that mm -hmm. little, yeah. and he bangs her, why don't you tell, I bang. Yep, not sure. I did this to her, like, Two nights ago. Yeah. Give me a break, man. Before he oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I but I wonder if that character was written to sort of adjust for not having not being able to have the Joker arc in the last mm. movie. So it's it's hard to commentate. Like yeah. uh, in a perfect world, Heath Ledger would have had a tiny little brief appearance in the new film. Something. And it would have still been its own thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe we still had that bad uh, Ra's al Ghul's daughter turn, right? Like maybe we would have had that. But we, uh, I think it would have been a worse film if it was a Bane and Joker film. Oh, uh, too much of a gimmick, Dark you Knight think? Rises. Well, I think it just wouldn't have been as satisfactory or standalone, right? Because mm-hmm. the previous two films uh, uh, work like a serial, you know? Like, they're, the continuing story is Batman and his inability to be anything but Batman. Mm-hmm. So yes. having a having yes. right like and Scarecrow is wrapped up in the first like twenty minutes of of Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. and and he's gone, right? So he's and, the, like that judge on top of all the books, yeah. <laughs> right? Right? Like we see him back at the end. That's that was a, that's a cool callback, mm-hmm. right? But like optimally, the third movie wouldn't have been too much different than what we saw in the uh, theaters. I enjoyed Tom Hardy as a standalone villain. I, he's. This could be egregious, because is he the greatest actor of all time? Is he Daniel Day-Lewis? No, but I put him on my Mount Rushmore of actors, because he has this intensity and some it factor that I can't get enough of on Mad Max. Anything that he does, uh, Venom, even uh, Lawless, I think, where he's their bootleggers, him him and old Shia LaBeouf. Have you seen Bronson? I've not seen Bronson. You, you know what it's about? The Charles Bronson, just the prisoner. Yeah. Just uh, mock- most violent criminal in UK history. Uh, autobiography on him. Yeah. Is it, or well, just documentary it, style-ish. It's a weird documentary style retelling because he wrote a, an autobiography, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a movie about his perception of himself. I'm your huckleberry. Arrogant. It's it's really strange. It's really wacky. It's like and and nobody but Tom Hardy could have pulled it off. So like, didn't he talk to the guy? Didn't he talk to Charles Bronson? Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like he's got acting chops, uh, uh, but might get tossed some roles that are pretty minimal. Yeah, you know. Did you like Taboo? Didn't see Taboo. It was it was. They didn't let Tom be Tom. I mean, he kind of walks around brooding at any minute. He could just lose it. And that's yeah. what I kind of love about him. He could just explode. He's mastered the scowl. The scowl. Right. Even like a Christian Bale. Right. If he wasn't Batman, he would have been a great villain. Yeah. Oh, come on. American uh, Psycho. American Psycho. I love Patrick American Bacon. Psycho. <sighs> yeah. I just... Uh, you know, he, he, he based his character off of Donald Trump. Donald Trump? Yes. Just this when, maniac... Uh, in, I can imagine was made. I can Donald imagine Trump was like a young hot billionaire, in, yeah, in, or millionaire in New York City. I can imagine that's what Donald Trump's twenties were like, killing exactly. people. 100%. I kill, except he was didn't really care. Like, call, like I kill a lot of people. Do you think he's this yeah, closet yeah. homosexual that's obsessed with uh, business cards? <laughs> Is that Donald Trump? I think there's like a fetishization of business that's probably coming out of that guy. Even has a watermark. Yeah, like <laughs> like the intense amount of competition of like American business in the 80s. What makes why are their characters so obsessed with business cards? Why does it mean the world to him that his that Oswald he prefers Van Patten's card to mine? Like he is this probably the best representation he has of being human or normal? No, no, it's it's total cronyism because money money is their god and 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 their client who uh, likes their stupidly little perfect like 
little detail, a little, and it's just completely arbitrary. And they look all the same. That's the when point. Next to neck, next that is to the him. point. They're supposed to be exactly the same, but they're so in their head about this this competition of you know money is your god, make it and you know, make as much money as you can. And they all look the same too. That's the point. I, said, I have a slightly better haircut. Exactly. They're completely irreplaceable. That's what's terrifying about like that like a, a Wall Street exec. Mm -hmm. Of the day, oh my God, the Gordon Geckos. Yeah, trilogy. exactly. There's a funny. I've been watching binging uh, Supernatural. Oh, it's. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty familiar. Oh God, I'm not all the way caught up, and I have this bad habit of putting stuff on in the evening, like at 11 o'clock. Like I'm really gonna watch it, and I'm already like a whole bowl down. And you just kind of drift away. Yeah, and I was like, it's... I have good intentions, and I see like the setup of most of these things, but like the meat potatoes. That's a whole different podcast, I'd say, and just that show alone. Yeah. The girl I'm talking to has got me balls deep in it, and yeah. it is just. I love it's, it. It's, it's a serial in its simplicity, right? It, yeah, it starts exactly so... the same every all 700 episodes of the show. Pretty it's much crazy. Start the same. There's a, like there's a setup and cut to super like somebody dies. Everybody died. Oh, the splatter on the wall. Yep. It's kind of cliche. And it, it knows... Written by McG. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, there's, so, there's something Crowley says, because uh, one of those demons are reneging or, or screwing up the life, the soul for whatever people get deal. Uh -huh. And he's like, this isn't Wall Street. This is hell. We have certain standards to maintain. And just, <laughs> that show, I've never seen a show written in such a way that it could make fun of itself and that okay. they have their own supernatural comic con in within the show right and then the episode in which they're out and then playing themselves jensen ackles and jared padalecki right the in craziest the, uh, fucking thing. girls world yeah that episode. oh yeah he just gives them the thumbs yeah. up like hey i was like god it breaks the fourth wall it knows what it is exactly it exactly. knows exactly what it is which like you you can't fault it it is consistent it's consistently good it's always it's it's able to poke fun at each itself it hasn't jumped the shark i don't think jumped the shark it hasn't it hasn't just done the well it's the last season what else is there to do mm. i mean like it, it got it's a little bit that way with like the final resolution like how many times are the boys either going to cause the apocalypse or not right you know what i mean like <laughs> it, it's is it is it is the world gonna end or we're like on season 17 there this is the last season from what have i told a very good source yeah they, and they wrapped it like last year Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's like, it just gives me more time to binge. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I thought should have been the end-all type story arc was, I guess, the end of season five, where they're both the vessel, each brother is a vessel for the devil and for Michael to have this last showdown, this right. last battle. That wraps up, They because I don't know if they planned on it going more than five seasons or whatever. Right. Season 16 they're on, and for it to be based on essentially two characters is incredible to not have an all-star cast just people getting dying dying off every step of the way they had jeffrey dean morgan the, he did that on and off yep uh, bob the guy who played bobby they had, yeah they had bobby went away and then came back for a little while mm -hmm. um, there's uh like castiel he, he's who is he's, like one of my favorite additions to that show isn't he great he's, he's like, his voice so funny i'm jimmy yeah. <laughs> i'm just yeah. really your jimmy loves loves cheeseburgers it's funny like uh he was in town the other day and well, I should say, like, I met him at a restaurant. At a really? Yeah, at a sushi place down in uh, Sausalito. And? Uh, he's just super sweet. Hey, Castiel. He's just super sweet. <laughs> he was there with his family. It's just like... Misha Collins. Misha Bart, uh, Collins. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Oh, that's the chick from the OC. Oh, oh. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. oh God. That, I, uh, Remember the early 2000s, don't we? Golly, what a, <laughs> what a strange time. That yeah. was, I want to say when, you know, the sh- since the, uh, since civil rights, since the civil war, since the United States has been, you know, incepted, it, it's been a, an absolute sh- Relative normalcy, I'd guess, after World War II, there's civil unrest, normalcy. It, quieter quite, shittiness. Quieter I shittiness, guess. but I think once, I've said this on the podcast before, so just, yeah, we cool. got, we, we could just blame the Russians for, we had, we had our scapegoats, yeah. times yeah. were smooth. Until <laughs> and they were over there. They are over there, AIDS was happening, I was, ooh, it's crazy, keeping right. people on their feet, keeping them, keeping them scared, keeping them doing what you want. And then 9-11 happened. I feel like that's when over scanning and just we lost. Uh, that's when everything, I want to say, changed. It was the, the evolution of technology into the, there's iPhones and then internets. There, It's a bigger way for, for Big Brother to have their eye on us. Sure. That's when so much, I want to say, changed culturally yeah. in terms of our security measures. Well, because privacy used to be you... Uh, don't have to let anybody into your house if you don't want to. Yeah. The privacy used to be the government isn't allowed to spy on you. Alexa is is a, a subscription service for a wiretap. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, and and at the height of uh, at the height of where the internet was about to take its next step, where everybody was going to be connected with like high quality broadband streaming video. 9/11 happens. We're like this is. A, we were that close to our. Oh sure, we had we had DSL and, and we had cable internet. Like we had pretty decent connections, and we were around the corner from everything being streaming service. And I'm not saying that there's something. I'm not saying like in a conspiracy way. I'm like sociologically, where we were figuring out how to use the internet and what to use it for. Mm-hmm. Like we played video games on it. We're still playing with this new toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a brand out. new toy. Um, and our concept of privacy was the government's not allowed to wiretap. Uh, <laughs> and as soon as the Patriot Act happened, there's this huge outpouring and increase of technology in people's homes and autonomous, like these pushes for autonomous uh, technology. Um, we start using our technology so much more. And as we, as that explosion of the internet age is coming along, all these new doodads and gadgets and smart devices are coming along. Little flip PDF. Yeah. We're literally giving our information voluntarily to this new sensation of MySpace and Facebook. Yeah. L- birthday, and day, email. And all of those like astrology rings where you'd punch in all of it. And, and like it's... Clever it's, girl. Yeah. Uh, like the internet has been either a tool for scam or porn. Like since its inception, porn's good. Right, porn, it's, you know what I mean. Like, internet was created for porn. The internet is for porn. It's, I've, it's I've read that. Porn. I've read it. There, it <laughs> is it Reddit? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, do you think the internet? I, usually, I think about posing this question as just on social media, whether it's a boon or bust for mankind. Do you think the internet as a whole has we've benefited it from it more than the destruction it's caused? Because kids. And this is a small, minuscule uh, kids amount. Need kids to stop are sending killing their themselves over Snapchat. There's cooters. Like there's cyberbullying. Yeah. There's evil. There's sex trafficking. There's a black market. There's yeah. 4chan. There's so much. 4chan is its own quagmire discussion. Like the darkness. I'm yet to see. I don't want to go to the dark web. 
I don't want to see the, no. the darkest souls of what humans are capable of because anything you want to see is right. it just it's so horrifying to me that the darkness the mask behind our humanity sure it's there to see and well, i don't like, like i don't want to see it flashes in event horizon right like when they <laughs> like like a picture of hell is happening <sighs> i yeah i don't i don't know yeah. there's so many benefits to internet but overall good or bad I, I guess i should ask so lest i ramble more i would say any any new any huge new technology that changes us as a species is immediately misused when we first discover it. Uh, perfect example, the atomic bomb uh, and atomic energy. When, when the, the very first application was to kill other people and now we are uh, like nearly a hundred years later, over a hundred years later. And we years. still... From 1946 or no, uh, well, I'm not sure how long they're working on the Manhattan Project, but yeah. by 45, it was up and roll, up and rolling. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, a, a good chunk of time, and and now we have uh, Chernobyl. Well, we have Chernobyl, we have oh. Fukushima, and we have these in, intermediate applications that uh, generally benefit people. So. Uh, mm -hmm you know, they're not perfect, and sometimes they melt down and, and might actually lead us to absolute annihilation. Indeed. But the first application of any new technology is to kill, kill, kill. To kill. How... So, I mean, I, I, people have used the internet to kill each other, I'm thinking. Hire, hire a hitman, do whatever. You, sure. There's so many different ways to do it. Uh, Interconnectivity is a huge part. The, like, the, the rapidness of communication. Yes. Uh, and so much so that we've gotten, we've got, we've, we've turned what is like a 15 minute phone call and baked it down into like a, a two texts. Yes. Right? Like the yeah, way yeah. we communicate is much faster. We have emojis. We have memes. Memes are a perfect example of how you can communicate a complex thought with one image that enough people who have seen that have a common knowledge of this shit all know what you're saying. Just a SpongeBob frame to make a social yeah. commentary on COVID nineteen. Exactly. That's and and linguistically, I mean, that's that's essentially what hieroglyphics were. were These are arcade paintings. Dipping into, right? It's they're they're a shared consciousness on a global level of like common media. Mm -hmm. We all know. Well, okay. By and large, people know what SpongeBob is. See a SpongeBob meme, you get it. Yes. Most people get it. In, in, a, in, not, in a not even very specific age group at this point, since everything Essentially is everybody. Streaming. Yeah. Yeah. You can rewatch SpongeBob and they're like, the internet's forever. So there are probably so many people that are like, well, Saturday morning cartoons hardly exist anymore. We can have cartoons anytime. Exactly. All the time. All the time. So let me show you my cartoon. Like, that's, mm. yeah. 100 years of Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty.com. Rick and Morty.com. Go. <laughs> Go get it. Oh. <laughs> it's just the flashing and just yeah. the he's having a seizure. Oh. Yeah. Uh, do you think the anonymity of oh, geez, internet and bullying and people saying big old words and shit or harassing other people on Twitter or whatever, mm. you can voice your opinion, I guess, which is a good thing. Not yeah. I guess. It is good to voice your opinion, but when you're just a hating piece of shit, they're saying mean things, go kill yourself. They're saying awful I, awful shit or that's just freedom of speech and people should just be able to handle it i think if as long as your computer uh, uh physically has an off button 
you are in absolute control to say, I've had enough internet. Good today. lord. I've had enough internet. Today. What is this off button you speak of? But here's the thing. We're a damn near around the corner from not having an off button. So, like, be worried about that. Going in here? Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, whether it be a physical off button or a necessity-based one. Mm -hmm. You don't turn your phone off because you're afraid someone might message you. Right. If your phone runs out of battery, you're going to shit. Yeah. Right? That's a that's a it's a, a soft power button. You're you're conditioned not to turn the thing off because eh, I just don't need the phone for the next four hours. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, that's pretty rare. Put this bad boy on uh, do not disturb mode, right? airplane mode. I don't right. Know, it's close, talking. but it's but still happening. It is. Right. And I can still get it. It's yeah. waiting for you, and it's not your choice anymore. There's a there's a pressure involved, right? Because you have to respond. A you phone, have a phone to. is ringing. A door is knocking. It must be answered. Why do we have that impulse? And is is this slowly conditioning us? Or are they making yes. these updates? Okay, let's give them a little more. We're, we're the rats that are just hitting the, the dopamine button. Absolutely. And 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 I think I think that uh, disassociating from how sh the world is is easier when you have it in your hand and you can do it as often as you like. Uh, I mean, just look at how your screen time went up during the pandemic or mm -hmm. during the riots, each and every one of you, for whatever reason. If you're having a sh your method of dis disassociation is right here. So it doesn't really matter eventually if it doesn't have an off button, because all you want to do is dissociate. My buddy calls it praying when you're just yeah, no, it's, head down, it's just real. nobody. That it, it really bums me out seeing, say, a family of four at a restaurant. Everybody's at a restaurant at all anywhere. these days just anywhere. anywhere where they're just heads are down and people aren't present they're not right they're not with each other right now if i'm trying to talk to you and you're texting that is just okay like the person that it's not here is more mm -hmm. important i get you have to send a text or whatever sure it could take maybe an hour oh my god that but, person waits but other people don't right the, the the norm is not like if you don't text somebody back inside of a, a like a day period if you don't get back to him immediately uh you probably have to apologize i feel that all the time right. why why do we feel this way uh because i mean technology is ubiquitous uh, uh there is th this is the the good and bad part of interconnectivity mm -hmm. uh we are able to communicate so much more and thus have so much more to do um and, and as such, it takes up all of our spare time, right? You know so much more than your average person growing up in the Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? The pantheon Describe. of information that you have sucked up into your head every day via your phone. And it's like, it's not just you have one newspaper delivered to your door anymore. You have, you can read every newspaper in every country, plus your several feeds of infinite scrolling content. It's it's content paralyzation, right? Oh my! It's when you really think about how much we're on our phone and just how much information we're stuffing through our eye holes. Sure. It's the first thing you tap. It's it's my alarm. Okay. First thing I interact with every single right. morning. And I have a special song I put on there too because I have tastes. And I, you can choose to paint the colors of your own walls of your prison, like you you get to. That's. I love it. That's the trade. Put that back on. We have enough juice. Hey, juice. Yeah, you get you get to decorate the walls of your prison, and that's kind of what technology is doing uh, for don't us. Don't say it like that. It's, but it's uh, it's. Don't say it like that. People might get upset. Well, uh, I think people know it on a primordial level. 
Like, people wouldn't watch... People wouldn't enjoy things like Black Mirror if they didn't, and some, like, prime level... Connect. Yeah, know that, know like, it. on most of the days that you're playing Candy Crush, you would rather go out and, like, just be at the beach. But, but Candy Crush and all these little indulgences on our phone, uh, it's convenient. And if you don't go to the beach, it's because you're busy. You're on your phone or how many times I've had to crawl out of the bathroom taking a I've stayed on there to the point where I can't feel my legs. Yeah, exactly. And then I get the needles as punishment because I've been bad. (laughs) (laughs) You sat on the job for too long. You got your, you're not, somebody said the other day. Although when you become a dad, you relish those times when you're allowed to go like have like a good 15 minute. Reprieve. What yeah, kind of reprieve like, is it? Is it's it? the only 15 minutes where you know no one else but you wants to be in the same room. And you're like, oh, the worse the better. The, then the stink. You get <laughs> yeah. a revel in your own <laughs> gases. Is uh, so I had some some musical questions. Yeah, so associated with uh, with your boy. What? When is a good time to introduce him to death metal or the type of music? Not only you think he should be into, but just so he stays away from so much of the. There's a lot of bullshit. There's a sure. lot of Takashi Six Nine. Right. There's a lot of awful music these days that, I listen to a lot that, that popular too, kids. Though. Yep. Yeah. Uh, You're unbiased. Uh, truly absolutely. unbiased. No, I, I I definitely like listening to music that like people way outside of my age group listen to because uh, music is a wonderful pure thing uh, that like always changes and and it's not I'm not doing that like um, listening to new music keeps me young. But I at least get to choose if I'm being like that crotchety old guy that's like, get off my lawn. <laughs> or in the case of like, Run the Jewels just put out a new album mm-hmm. and it's stellar. Solid? Yeah. I like a I handful mean, of their songs. I, I like to, RGJ to run too more than, than this last one, but like that's, I'm not a, a critic that way. Right. But like, I still listen to that new because there's always new It's good uh, when it comes to shows. I'd yeah. say I'd feel the same way. I want to. I'm watching um, Avatar. Mm-hmm. Been watching this, are and yeah. just how their story, and how they explain things, and just their overall storytelling. Mm-hmm. I want to watch it and hope it's hopefully it's subconsciously just soak it in mm-hmm. and try to emulate that type of storytelling and how peop, how digestible it is. I'm well, able to is follow it the along. Structure or the audience all, that it's aimed at. All of it. Uh, the it's audience. Like, it's like young adult aimed. With yes. Some heavy theme. The heavy themes I like, and I hope I'm not swinging out of my out of my league to try to impart some of the ideas. I'm not even sure how it's like what I was trying to say by creating the story, but like as I was kind of finessing, I'm like, this is how I feel, and this is how I'd like to express my emotion, or how uh, it's kind of similar to you know, James Cameron's Avatar, our connection with right. nature, just the way storytellers are able thing, to, yeah. Right? Uh, and when you're when you're writing, it's good to find models. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 I'm kind of 50-50 on that. It's like, uh, uh, never meet your heroes, number one. Mm-hmm. Anybody who you've ever loved anything that they've written probably uh, probably has done something that like is a deal breaker. You would never actually be their friend. They're a piece of shit, Morty? That's just, it is the nature of the f- Even Dan Harmon's got some skeletons in the closet. Yeah, he, uh, he's divorced from his wife, isn't he? Oh, and a bit of a lech. So, uh. here's the thing. Don't ever meet your heroes. And uh, anybody who's like... 
if you're a first-time writer, you're not going to be as good as somebody who's been doing it for years and years and years. God, that, no. And that might be true in some aspects in structure. Um, but John Kennedy Toole wrote A Confederacy of Dunces. It was his only f- he ever wrote. His mother published it for him posthumously, and it has like been on top readers' list for 80 Really? Yes. So, One book, that's it. He's just, here it is. And he didn't even publish it while he was alive. He committed suicide. His mother published it for him posthumously. Yeah. So wow. don't let anybody fuck that it's not George R. R. Martin enough. Because, oh, dear God. You know what I mean? Like, don't, whatever weird hot trend is happening, don't write for that. I, I could tell don't that I was I was reading that book while I was writing because there's so, it's this entire paragraphs. This is useless. Why the f*** in this detail? Who cares? Yeah. Get yeah. to the point. I read um, Ender's Game mm-hmm. for the first time and just how it's a Orson it's Scott a Card is Orson Scott Card. Brick of a book. It's it was like just the way he was, could describe things and how I'm like okay I get it. Yes, I had a movie for re- bad movie for reference visually, but I was able to get it and just how how manic and desperate Ender was, bleeding and just clenching biting off his fingernail just yeah. how just manic it was i was cringing i couldn't stop goddamn reading right. it was so f- exactly and i'm about to read when i finish the third game of thrones i'm reading dune which okay. i've heard is a must in the sci-fi realm dune's one of those big heavyweights in the in the sci-fi community what? um i haven't read it you haven't nope i'll read it i'll um, read it i'll read it to you i haven't read it i struggled through the uh david lynch adaptation of it the movie yep and i heard it was pretty weird dude i mean it's like the definition of weird it's <laughs> david lynch what okay <laughs> what i remember being at your house one time your mm-hmm. apartment and you put on flesh gordon or some kind of weird flash yeah. gordon sexy adaptation it wasn't even a porn there was no, no, no sex but no, it was no. just the most goofy ridiculous booby riddled and poo poo it was yep. as if rick and morty were turned to real life yeah damn near. that's uh that was uh flesh gordon flesh gordon not yeah. not an ounce of sex in it nope it's but it, like it was a por- like a weird softcore wow non-porn it was not- like the porn intro but the porn never comes it's just right. it's just still weird and outrageous right there is like there is a whole is like more exploitation film <laughs> but like it's just uh i i f- love watching weird ass movies it's so obscure um i i haven't been able to find it uh, out there on the interwebs, I'm sure I could if I looked like real hard. Real, th- th- there's a dark web for that. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a there's, dark, there's a dark web for that. Um, the uh, did you see uh, the room? That's yeah with uh Tommy Wiseau. Oh yeah yeah. The room, yeah. Just is that the weirdest movie I've ever seen, or have you? Definitely not the weirdest. What's some? Is it some indie type film that people aren't as privy to, or what? What's your your? I don't know. As, number like, one. It's hard to put a taxonomy on most of these movies that are like just cult hits because they have that sort of that unknown. The Room is I actually I, I did a podcast uh, on The Room. Oh really? Where uh, I had a bunch of we had a, a bunch of other voice actors uh, do a cold read of the script for The Room, unedited. That Tommy Wiseau distributed himself. The original thing, like there's tons of stuff that didn't make it into the final cut of the movie. Trust it makes no more sense in the script. I was gonna say, does everything make film? sense no. with those added no, sentences? No, no, no. no, he didn't. He didn't accidentally make a movie that was edited poorly into nonsense. From the get, the script was just so 
turbulently weird and nonsensical. And, and we read through it uh, and we were like, we need to have a bunch of people live perform this and, and, just, and just talk about these scenes because holy sh**. Go. Oh, it was hilarious. Just talk. Oh, and then was here comes the run. second six sex scene using the same exact footage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... Yeah. It, it, did he... Well, and we also... We, he we, we chose people that hadn't seen the movie. Had not? Had not. Oh. Nobody, nobody except for... I was the only one who had seen the movie. What they think when they were reading the script, like this, this can't be a real movie. Absolutely, this they were can't like, be real. This is like you found this on a blog somewhere. Yeah, and I'm like yeah, on Tommy Wiseau's blog that he like 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 gave out freely to everybody to read. And did they? Did you guys all watch the movie afterwards? I'm assuming. Oh yeah, yeah, that was the last episode. We had a public showing of it, <laughs> and had a bunch of people that that were like listening to it and following the podcast like come out. And oh really? Basically, do an MST3K. When, when do you? When do you, That would be the fun. I I want to somehow turn this episodes oriented like that. Yeah. To just do it. All right, here starting Netflix now, and here's my commentary mm -hmm. on it. The turnout uh, for like the the final live thing was uh, atrocious but like you know we had we had like 14 people at a local bar that's awesome that, though you know that listened to our podcast and thought we were funny so wanted to do like a live showing of how long movie. you have your podcast for um let's see we did nine episodes to get through everything with uh the tenth episode being a stream mm -hmm. um of of the the film being shown in a, a bar in petaluma actually that's badass that's yeah. so was uh mcguire's uh it was at the roaring donkey the roaring donkey yeah Good donkey. I think they had midget wrestling there at one point. Place is amazing. I... Brian the owner is a homie. <laughs> I love that guy. I want to go see a midget wrestling match so bad. Okay. That is on my bucket list. <laughs> I'll write it down. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but quick circle back about yeah, yeah, yeah. showing Dax uh, good music versus all the sh** there. Um, since he was like tiny, like we went to concerts while he was in the womb. Really? Yeah, we we saw Perturbator <gasps> while he was really. In the womb. Where was he at? In, or, or, uh, he, he played DNA Lounge in, in San Francisco. Whoa, how good was that? Uh, Just electric and it sounded amazing. It was not a super interesting stage show because it's a giant. He just works in front of a giant modular synth. Mm -hmm. So he really is. He's he's engineering, not performing so much. Yeah, exactly. So, but like, hearing it done live is awesome. Art artistic. Did, could he go kind of freestyle with yeah, his? Yeah, yeah. They his... weren't like exact copies of like the the album versions, which mm -hmm. like which was cool. Cause... I like I like that when you, it you're there for a reason. You want the there's something a live performance could add that listening to the song and appreciating it. Yeah. Recorded is one thing to see a stage presence because completely puts them to another level. There's, yeah. I, I went to one country concert that, it's gonna be a segue into the next question. Country concert I went to, I was like, oh, this this group, I don't like them too much. Their the music sucks. And I saw oh. the live performance. I'm like, soul, they, it was engaging. They were about it and how they interacted yeah. with the audience was awesome. Who was that? Uh, Little Big Town, okay, I wanna yeah. say. I went I and saw a Keith Urban, holy I saw him years ago. Huge production. Years ago, it wasn't. It was at an amphitheater out in the middle of nowhere. Red Rocks and uh, Wheatlin. Oh, okay. Way onda. And um, he at one point because we actually my uh, my ex and I we were up close. Mm -hmm. And then like halfway through the set, he go, turns. He kind of disappears, and then he goes, "Oh, who has good good seats now?" And he goes to there was another 
little stage between the seats and where the amphitheater turned to the grass, and he played for everybody in the grass area for maybe two, three songs. That's tight. To give them the front seat. And then he came That's back around. Tight. It was, I was like, respect. I thought that he was, he was this fairy little Australian man. He uh -huh. stayed after, I gotta go, I got he's signing autographs. I gotta go, thank you. Okay, okay, he's just, yeah, yeah, could yeah. They, they had to get him off the stage with a hook. Hey, that's a man right. of the people. That's um, right. So the question is, how how close did you? Because I've come to loathe country, modern country country music, sure. and I can only imagine people people that have loathed it longer. How yeah. close you came to killing Pedro and I when we we're just playing country music on repeat in the basement of Pixel Court, day in <laughs> and day out, singing horribly. I I, I'm so sorry. Let me just take this time to apologize for <laughs> Jesus. Christ. I don't I don't care if you like Jason Aldean and all those like pop country guys, but I wish that I wish that you guys had listened to like Sturgill Simpson or any of the other like any of the originals. Well Hank any Williams. of the guys that are still trying to do country and western style music. Yeah. Right? So most of it is like gospel and storytelling based. Because that's essentially where it came from. Mm -hmm. Americana and bluegrass was like the, the black influence to it. So Absolutely. See you now. Um, but like, there's there's like the Lost Dog Street Band that are like true blue Americana, like real American music and real country. Like, I don't hate any genre mm -hmm. except for like Christian rock. Like, let's be, there's, <laughs> there's some. Sh it's just Christian rock that's like, no matter, there's no good avenue where I'm like, no, I'll give them this one band. No, 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 no. no, no. At least no. you're trying. At least you're trying try. to be objective and the music the you listen to. that Dax was in the womb for was Dolly Parton. So Dolly! Think, yeah, think about how too far apart in genres Perturbator and Dolly Parton are. Perturdolly. Perturdolly. That was just one country techno show. I would, Country synthwave. That's the net. That's the Twee! future. Yeah, that it is the future. There's gonna be like some twangy country, but that but uh, but is also like just super synth. I'd love it. Give it a year. Be, give it a year. Hey, we never thought. Hey, the weekend. Hey, the weekend. Hey, the weekend. I hate to be a top 100 list piece of sh but I love that blinded by the no, light no, song. No, it's great. Ding, ding. It's, it is so like, come on, give it up. Pop music is not the end of the world. No, Magusta. I, I'm, it, I'm unashamed. I just absolutely. don't. I don't want to listen to it to don't the point where I hate it though. Don't be self-loathing. Oh, you I like some pop music. It. Come on, Abba. Abba, like disco sucked, but at least we have Abba. You know what I mean? Like we can we can uh, all agree. Metalheads will be like, well, I'll give Abba a little bit of a a little bit of love. Give like, it a little. It, yeah, it may not be your thing. Dabble, at least you might enjoy exactly. the ride. You, you, you can. People who love music know that like, there's well constructed music, in any genre, right? You just gotta find it. You just gotta find. That's why I like Pandora. It, it yeah. tossed them. Like, oh, I haven't heard that before. That's so how I discovered Lindsey Sterling. Yeah. Fuck of Lindsey yeah. Sterling. Got a records. Um, if you had one night with one band to go out and just do unmentionables after the show. You're in the backstage, you got to enjoy it all the while they come back, say, Kyle, strippers are doing coke off her boners, dude. Uh, okay. Or, or maybe, maybe not that. I right, don't right. know. What are you doing? What band? What's going on? Are you killing somebody? <laughs> are you going to murder somebody? I guess the question is, do I... Is it completely consequence-free, and do I have to Absolutely. survive the night? Uh, I have to survive the night. I mean, you gotta try. Yeah, it, yeah, say, yeah. say it's a purge. Because like, like, I could be like, Motley Crue. I'd be like, no, I, I died. Well, I just did. I'd be dead. We did. Uh, if you're rich, you can get away with anything. These guys take you under your wing. They say, hey, here's your, your uh, what can it go? A pardon? Yeah. For, for any atrocities tonight, 
Gavin Newsom's like, hey, Kyle, you've earned you, it. You got one on us. Here you go. Yeah, well, here's one do on what us. you got to do. 24 hours. Uh, if there was... or, or just your night out, night of debauchery. Or maybe even not a night of debauchery. Maybe maybe just having a, a little bit of one-on-one time with, with any artist that's like not not in the context of like them performing for a fat load of people. Turn down the aggro of the question, if, 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 right. if it pleases the RPMs, if right. you will. To, to spend some time, pick the brain of one of these bands or a single performer. Yeah. Anything of the sort. Yeah, because I... Um, man, who, would it, who would it be? I'm, I'm so glad that so much of the black metal community is very vocal and known and won't there's, shut up. There's black metal? No, well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Black, black metal musicians won't shut up. Not that it's a oh. bad thing. I'm just saying I would never have to have any one-on-one time to know what these guys are all about. Oh, gotcha. We, we get it. The Christian church fucking <laughs> over, and like he, this is a response to that. It's like, Dah. yeah, yeah. Like, I love no. and appreciate it. It's a little bit face value once you know all the lore. Yeah. Okay. But like an artist that I really just straight up wish I knew how that shit worked upstairs. Um, no. Brian Eno. Brian Eno? Yeah. Who's that? So he pioneered a lot of uh, electronic music in the 70s. Okay. Um, Ooh, that, it was yeah. just in movies. Yeah. Difference between Star Wars, or say Star Wars, that, that, a horrible example, but say the first Terminator. Yeah. Or uh, what's his face? Uh, John Carpenter style of music. Mm-hmm. Right? He was like, well, I have a keyboard. I can make electronic music. Yeah. Just all the synth yeah. keys. That was, that, uh, Range of the Nerds, yeah. just... So much the guitar, the guitar. That's that's what it is. Right. I love it. Yeah. So I, I think it would be I think it would be somebody like that to just get enough one on one time and be like. So firstly, like between inventing synth, a, a bunch of things in synthesizer, thing like in synthesizer world, mm-hmm. uh, that aspect of music production, like I, I would just like to. I want to know like where did this all come from, and and at the same time bring like early UK dubstep and be like, this is 40 years from now from you soldering these circuit boards together. You and, see what you've done. You know what I mean? Like That'd I, be I, so cool. Yeah, if I could do it, if I could do that. Oh, you'd would, be able to go, you go yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. I'll allow it. Yeah. Um, I'll also allow after said session, or maybe even anytime all the while, like time will freeze and you'll be able to enjoy some time. You can, have you ever seen Being John Malkovich? Yeah. You can just Malkovich, it. just Malkovich, and he said Malkovich it, and just be in his head for a little bit. Maybe not control, but feel what he feels. Maybe right. be in there and um, synthesize, uh, synchronize feeling and emotional bursts of innovation when he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. Feel that. Yeah. That's get that gets my nips hard. Yeah, I would. Uh, that would be right. Getting ideas. Yeah. God. Where are they? Where are yeah, they? Yeah. They just you when they will just what you said earlier resonated so much with me of when your hair catches on fire because that is one of the most emotional i remember it vividly when i was that kind of epiphany happened Mm -hmm. it was like 2 a.m high as a kite watching harry potter they're thinking the more these kids learn the stronger they get and then after that just it was just scribbling no it's just going just going crazy and i wouldn't have i wouldn't trade that feeling and what i get from creating for anything yeah hopefully one day you find out a way to make money off it right no that's the thing you you just chase that feeling as long as you can 
and that's what that's what keeps you like a that that's what keeps you an artist that's able to at least check themselves and do stuff that's like that engages you and you care about mm-hmm. right like because that's that's the real death of of any like artist is when you have to make it a job oh and it's a job that like you you like all right you're writing a really cool cyberpunk show um but i want you to write me a dumb romantic comedy it has to be 90 pages and here are the couple of peoples that i want to cast for it we already have a deal make it happen that would perhaps you could treat it like a creative endeavor or uh creative to to get outside of your genre i'd much rather be writing what i want to write about at all times short how hard it's been to not because i feel like if i'm writing something else i'm not working on my book and that is egregious that's a healthy feeling that's a gift i want that but at the same time i'm thirsty because i'm right idea for an, a short story i just want to deviate a little keep bit. going yeah just, no, no. Uh, it's gonna have to be one big thing i mean uh, like uh yeah i i just have pages and pages and pages and notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of that stuff yes that like a lot of times if it's something that sticks really well uh either it'll work itself into something that i'm already working on um and figure out why i had that thought or what motivated that upstairs mm-hmm. right or or you just like why can't it be at some like just keep. If it makes you excited, write it. It gets me hard just thinking. Yeah, about it. this new exactly. idea, it, like a progressive, not not to the extent. I guess I, I would want to check. I really want to check out that that Instagram page you're telling me about because I have an idea for like a progressive novel just in Instagram. Well, like, I like to think of it as a, you're you're making you're currently generating a pool of stuff that you get to pull out of your hat when you get stuck in a story. Mm-hmm. Right, so all those random thoughts, all that noise that like that may clutter up your progress right this second. Write them, keep them, save them for a rainy day. Because what's always cool is going back through all those old ideas, and you're stuck somewhere on this other project, and you're like, oh, I had this thought, and it was really good, and you completely forget about it. I don't even know what notebooks I have certain ideas in. I have no. That, f- and and like part of that is like definitely knuckle down for like what you're doing obviously it's something that sets you on fire in life and anything that does you should chase until it's bitter yes uh but the other part of that spark is a a regiment and and make it a habit yes you know what i mean it has to be a habit there has to be a discipline aspect or else it will be a pipe dream forever and those pipe dreams turn into regret, especially when they like make you really happy. Oh my god! It, it it's I've been less um, say regimented or hard on myself because I I, mean, I want to write more. This I'm writing slower. Yeah. I'm not as my hair isn't as on fire because I think my first go through it wasn't as healthy a schedule. I could just waking up or just go 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 because sure. I don't have a f- five. Yeah. I can write for the for the newspaper a little bit. Go. Work out and then come back and write some more. But you it work out just, pretty regularly, right? Gotta. It's it's part of the it's part of the routine. That's what I'm saying. And try. I, make make that hour that you would that you would take your for yourself at the gym no different than the hour whatever it is spewing something onto a piece of paper. Absolutely. And, and keep it. Mm-hmm. And do it do it regularly. And you don't even have to do it for a long time. It's just it like the habit really is important, especially especially when you get going. Right. Yes. Oh God. It, it it's intimidating going into. It's. I would always kind of be a little nervous before walking out here to write. Yeah. Just, just before working on anything. Am I gonna get the flow? Sometimes mm-hmm. the flow takes 
be here 45 minutes just kind of jacking off, not really sure Absolutely. what to do. I'm like, when you're oh, in a writing it. mood, sometimes it just hits and you just got to follow it. But, and that's like, you got to take that and build on it, right? Mm -hmm. That's like, that's the thing that gets you started. The thing that keeps you going is like, you learn to, you learn to enjoy what you've already set up for your regiment and you go, oh, cool. You eventually like Pavlovian train yourself. Because you're like, oh, it's my time of day to write. You're yes. excited about the habit and not that suddenly you're in the mood. Right. You're in the mood because it's the time, right? I Eventually uh, there is the change off, but like there's that awkward period in between where you just have to stick with it. You have to treat it like going to the gym or whatever regimen. Like if you're doing a diet or whatever, it's like it, it is your new thing. You must. Yeah. There's nothing else. And, and then you... shut it off or try to. Right? Uh, it... To shut it off, if I have a decent day of writing, if I feel like I got a couple paragraphs, mm -hmm. I, I feel like I've, I've created, I feel good, yeah. it's easy to shut off. But then there's a lot of, sometimes days, I maybe get a sentence out in an hour or two. Totally. I feel like a dick. Yeah. And then once I stop and I'm able to relax a little bit, because I'm so tense, I'm like, I'm here, I gotta write, okay. or else something bad's gonna happen. It, it, then my ideas come when I'm relaxed walking around. Yeah. Like, oh, well, why didn't I just write that? Or it's just the mental game that it is. Writing is a kind of therapy too, and uh, a lot of therapists have a method uh, that involves uh, motor control. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a method of therapy that is totally centered around the walk and talk, quite literally. Is, is, if your body is engaged in something physical, your brain is kind of free and lets go of some more certain aspects of stress and things, and you're a little more open and able to uh, turn these things over in your head. Um, so, some of my best ideas come like when I'm out on a walk or at the gym or whatever. And then you gotta rush home and you gotta write them down. And that's your fuel for the next like three writing sessions. And yeah. then you start to get bogged down a little. You know what I mean? Like the, like the, the romanticized alcoholic drunk that is destroying himself to write this book is, yeah, like just like a half mountain of cigarettes burnt out, like is, is a fallacy. It is. Oh, uh, I love it. Yeah. Delicious. Like it's totally romanticized. Like, yeah, we get it. Bukowski was a thing. You're not Bukowski. Just Bukowski can't ever exist again. You might try to be him. Don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't. No. Smoke your cigarettes. Yeah. Exactly. There's just some people that are wired differently. And exactly. They just. Yeah. It, we're all destined for or whatever our brains can or whatever oh god what's the word called when there's something you're already naturally good at predisposition predispositions uh innate talents sure. what have you yeah, yeah some people got it some people are just your your mojo though mojo some people just have a certain mojo a different mojo you can't force mojo you can't you got, force mojo you can't and don't do it. And we're not going to force it here. But What's uh, the next question, by the way? <laughs> so we're at this point of the show. Yeah. It's called Off the Cuff. And it's just 10 questions that may or may not have anything to do with what we've been talking about. Yeah. Off, like, just off the wall. And it's just a nice way to, like, wrap it up. Love it. It's a good little little 10. So I got my little 10-round shooter Dude. locked and ready to roll. Uh, would you prefer rob robot arms or robot legs? Wiener included. Wiener included? Yeah. Like, unstoppable bionic penis? Unstoppable? Unstoppable, absolutely. I mean, robot legs, though. Robot legs? Yeah. That's kind of the... Yeah. Absolutely. Also, like, I could run really fast. How fast? I mean, I could just upgrade the model if it needs to be faster, right? Would, would you have Technically, to put... Technically, infinitely. Do you, would there be legs built for speed, and then they can't jump, or do you think they'd be able to jump? You'd have to switch out certain shocks, or 
goos that you inject your into your legs that can be more bouncy or I, I, I feel, just I feel be like all inclusive. I feel like if we're at the stage if you can like swap me out for a robo dick, like really anything is possible. It should yeah. be you know what I mean? You could run up buildings and stick your feet in the bricks and yeah. just yeah, yeah, yeah. why not? Exactly. You have bionic legs. Of course bionic of legs. course you get it. Next question. Uh, why do we love Keanu Reeves so much? Because uh, I think secretly he's a time traveler. I think uh, so. And, or, or, the, or he's a perfect example of the universe experiencing itself, where he's in a movie called The Matrix and is later living a world that's turning into The Matrix, and he's now in Cyberpunk 2077, and we're all somehow thinking... We, we just happen to have trends towards thinking of all the films that he's known for and been in. Is he a... Although I haven't skydived uh, like, out of a plane and robbed a bank yet. So. No. Oh, I mean, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. The, that, the day is young. The day, quite. <laughs> Do you think he is a player in this simulation theory that has realized, he's an avatar that's realized, okay, I'm in the simulation, might as well try to be a good person, the game makes sense to me, I understand it. Let's help out these humans until my meat vessel dies and my spirit <laughs> controller person can go back to, you know. I, 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 I wish I could hang out with, uh, with Keanu Reeves. Be a cool talk, right? I really right? do. Because I, I know that he's, like, he's really, really into uh, uh, different Eastern philosophies and he's like an avid practicer of, uh, of like Tai Chi and several other spiritual practices. And he generally has this aura of like self-enlightenment to him he's like a moodier alan watts something of I mean, something like that moody. i mean yeah. I, I, you know what i mean like i love alan watts but i don't think he was ever as like philanthropic as as keanu, as keanu reeves like he gave like most of his money that he made off the matrix to the vfx team i love that yeah like you can't talk about not just talking yeah, yeah. walking the walk doing it yeah and so walking on the sidewalk. When that person said, "You are breathtaking," like we from really all of us. You are breathtaking. Shot. That was. You are breathtaking. You are breathtaking. You are breathtaking. He he just he's so humble too. He couldn't. He's like, oh, you are breathtaking. Exactly. He's so, so genuine. No, regardless of what a um, an emotionless emotionless stump he may appear on yeah. the outside, he is one hundred ten percent percent authentic and genuine to who he is. He's what zen he believes. Zen as. F to be anything he's not and i i aspire for that yes i think he's just a dude that like vibrates at a different frequency than your average person and that's super cool it pleases us yeah. we want to be around it and fully put out our own similar kind of frequency that Same. other people want to be around Same. uh here it is here's the question uh one-on-one -on -one naked combat this fortune it's just balls brains and cunning one-on-one uh, -on -one naked combat? Naked combat. Just the way the old Olympics used to do. It's just a wrestling match to the death. Okay, cool. Uh, greased up. To death? To death. Okay, not to submission. No. Right, You're going down. It's I a, feel like this is important. It's like best out of seven, I'd what? like to say. Yeah, well, you get revived, and then you're ready to fight again. Oh, like there's a cat's lives system? Uh, well, I Smash mean, I, Brothers? I'm toying around. Naked Smash Brothers? Naked Smash Brothers. I'm toying around with this best out of seven notion, but I'm thinking people like a do or die. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once... No, do or die, fight or flight is the way. Okay, yeah. let's just make it make it real, make it now. One-on-one uh, -on -one naked combat currently. Uh -huh. uh, Ozzy Osbourne versus Keith Richards. Oh, good, I'm not involved in this. No, 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 not you. No, Thank it's you. two at right, random right, people. Right. Two random people. God. Uh, but not just people. I think everybody watching it would die from the sound of slapping old flesh. Just the skin is moving in unnaturally uh, um, ungodly ways. I mean, if we want to go by facts... You said Keith Richards? Keith Richards. 
Cocaine obviously can't kill either of these men. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I don't know. Uh, can they be killed by conventional means? I, I mean, I was... In 2005, I thought that the only way they could keep Ozzy Osbourne on a stage was put a dog collar on him and, like, put a fence at the front of the stage so he doesn't accidentally fall off and yeah. wander too far. Get a, a shot collar, perhaps? Yeah, like, yeah, like, just, oh. a, just a dog shot collar. And that's, like, the only way that they kind of keep him in control. Uh, that they don't, like, literally have a puppet hand up his ass. Um, and I'm also of the pretty firm belief that every cigarette that you smoke takes five seconds off your life and gives it to Keith Richards. People like smoking cigarettes. That's what I'm saying. He's immortal. So Holy I, f I think that Keith Richards would take Ozzy in a, a nude combat. On stage. On stage. A mosh pit. Right. And then Absolutely. perhaps Iron Maiden can play the music. Okay, Iron, Iron Maiden, just the in music. the background, they're on different levels yep. of the, the speakers. Just rock gods <laughs> trying to take each other out. Bards. The yeah. Battle of the Bards. Um, uh, but I think Keith Richards. Keith Richards? Yeah. That's a good choice. And I think, uh, does he, the cigarettes that he smokes, does that add five, li five seconds to his own life, or are they just null? <laughs> yeah, null, no, null I, think it, I think every cigarette that he smokes steals five minutes off of somebody else and gives it to him. Okay. Yeah. Like, he's just stealing souls. He, he needs <laughs> their soul. He's smoking souls. Yeah. He does it. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, do you, I, I don't oh think Keith God. Richards could stop smoking cigarettes right now. No, not a, or else he'd, he'd die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, what about Michael Bolton versus Elton John? I gotta go Michael Bolton on this one. Versus Elton John? Yeah. All right, so Michael Bolton actually used to be in a, a hair metal band. He used to be... Yeah, really? Yeah, he was in a band that made, uh, like, crew music. Before he I didn't figured know out, that. Yeah. Yeah, the voice of a god. Before he figured out that he could wake, make way more money making the musical equivalent of a trashy beach reader for like bored suburban housewives getting a little wet at baritone saxophone. So I have to say, Bolton probably scraps. I'm thinking so. I, I'm big. I'm a big Bolton guy. After his Lonely Island featurette, this is the tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, okay. His voice just serenades me. I had no idea he was in a hair metal band. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where that's where wild. he started. Good man. That's where he started. Well, good for him. Michael Bolton wins. Not that I don't think, you know. Ellen would get a couple Ellen, scratches yeah, in there, Ellen but. Could, like, throw down a little bit and brawl, right? Like, if it was. He's a British. Not, he's British. Say, like, he's definitely brawled in his day. Yeah. But, like, Hesher, like, dirty, poor Hesher kids growing up in, like, LA and making hair metal music. Yeah. They're going to win. Probably can fight. I. I with you, 100%. I'm glad we've solved that mystery. Um, what is uh, the most metal condiment? I think your phone's out. Oh. You're breathtaking. <laughs> You're breathtaking. You're all breathtaking. No, it's okay. We'll just record. We'll just. Oh, you just cut it. They'll just hear our voices now. I don't okay. care. Um, what is the most metal condiment? The most metal condiment? Yeah. Uh, Hot sauce. Sriracha, but only if you put it under your foreskin. <laughs> ah, what if you don't have foreskin? In the pee hole it goes. Okay, <laughs> just go a little further. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> do, you, do you go to every concert that way? I mean, that's how I charge up. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, uh, that, no wonder you got through your six months of uh, yeah. sleepily driving. Mm -hmm. just, when coffee doesn't work. Just put a little bit of sriracha, sriracha. in the <laughs> That's a good, like, four hours of awake and alert, isn't that's it? Metal and a tasty BJ later. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I got a surprise for you. Oh. You're next. Uh, oh, Thai food. Thai What's food. Happening? Oh my god.
some pe- experiment with different hot sauces. Okay, so anyways, Naughty. moving on to the next crazy question. Um, does Arby's have the meats? Uh, Arby's isn't a real place. It's gotten better. It's, it's, no, it's gotten not. better. It it's I mean their their Instagram or their Twitter's actually has nothing to do with Arby's. It's sure. all they make anime. Okay. Or, like they use their hot sauce and whatever foods and make. There's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure type memes, or it's on. Oh, okay. it, they flatten out, you know, the piece of paper or whatever on their tray, yeah. and they'll make anime out of it. So they're getting they're getting a little bit on their on their new and, and improved game. We were stu- we were what looking are they known at it. For? I mean, they're I know known, they're a burger joint. They have but... meats. They have they have smoked foods. They have yeah. like they have wacky different kind of foods. Not not a burger. Like, it's not a burger. Is it like a Should smokehouse be grill? Smokehouse. Okay. It's smoked brisket. They have. Lamb, chicken, what the euros? That's what they're trying to be, right? Because like every there's a burger joint on every corner. Absolutely, um, it's it's your barbecue alternative. Yeah, yeah, but I'm never like, ooh, Arby's sounds good because what's a what's a burger in a fast food joint no. that I'm not? I'm like, I'm gonna sit down and get like a good one, or I am in a rush to get somewhere, and Arby's is like, that's what? it's always like plopped down next to a Walmart somewhere. And yeah. Like, there's like two lifted trucks outside of it and nobody else, and it might be the two people that work there. Most likely. Yeah, like I've just, I've, I think I went to one once and it gave me like an upset stomach. It probably did. Yeah. I guarantee it. So I mean, they likely, they have the meat, but I don't think I want it. It's not, it's not the literal meat. I feel like they're trying to say they have the juice. When oh, in fact, I mean, yeah, you have meats, but do you have the meats? But do you have the meats? They, I did try, because uh, when I was working at the uh, PR place in San Francisco, they brought in food. We we're gonna do some some work for them. Okay. They had like, a nice brioche bun. They had uh, some like tri-tip with with uh, barbecue sauce on it and some crispy onion rings. They mm-hmm. they've they've haven't stayed complacent. Okay. I would I don't look forward to. I'm not gonna say I want to go to Arby's. Sure. In sure. and out like wherever. Right. I, my first choice is never Arby's. But like if you're near a desert where like the option is dog shit sandwiches and Arby's. Go to Arby's. Okay. Go to Arby's. I would, I would say it's not as bad as people think or remember. Right. It's uh, but they're but when we're going over it with our creative director, she was saying, look, this is their Twitter. It has literally nothing to do. It's a completely completely separate brand okay. from what you see on TV. It's ridiculous. It's has nothing to do with them. It's a they're pandering to a completely different audience, and they actually have a decent following. The Twitter sphere the, is just like they're not gonna buy, they're not gonna eat an Arby's burger, but they no. like, but they want to see that fire content. Absolutely, and so it's like, all about and, the content. I mean, maybe they're just diversifying. Maybe, I like, hope so. They're like, if the hamburger game is dead, at least we have a bitch in Twitter. They do. You know what I mean? It looks tasty. They give me the arts. I they, you can make money off Twitter. You're good. I'd say. Monetize that shit, Arby's. Um. What is your porn name? It is the for your first pet and the street you grew up on. Oh, that's wow. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Um. So it's uh, Sparky, my first dog. <laughs> Already to... off to a bad start. Oh god, bad. Bad start. I beg to differ, sir. Well, like all the all of the roads in New England are just named after trees, or like they're really unoriginal. Good. Or, like they're named after the town. Like, I grew up on Hopkinton Road in Hopkinton. You're Sparky Hopkinton? Hop- that, no, Hopkinton. no, but like the first, wait, what's, is it like the longest run of your childhood home? Uh, I'd rules? say the house that you grew up in. Okay. Whatever house right. comes to mind, use that one. Then it's definitely Hopkinton Road. 
Sparky Hopkinton. Sparky Hopkinton. That is just I'll start, I'll start growing my mustache now. You're peeing and, on her. And, yeah. And in several years, I'll have a big enough one to live up to that porn name. You, you definitely trimmed up the beard to... You look just like uh, Hugh Jackman, I'd say. When you're, I, you're Wolverine, you have the chops going back up. That's because I'm Canadian. Even Liam Schreiber. You're part Canadian? Yeah. No, my, my mom's French-Canadian. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, like first-generation French-Canadian. She just have a one hell of a party, woke up sober in, in Vermont? Uh, like, oh, I guess I live here now. That well, was so, that's low hanging fruit, I'm sorry. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm over no, that, eh? No, it's fine. Next, get, like, you can't, there's, there, there are so little things to give them Except for the French side, because you can just make the fun of the France. French. Yeah, you can make fun of the French Canadians as much as you want. Uh, but I, I like, I'm French Canadian too. Gotta it's hilarious. Be self-deprecating, it's exactly, great. Exactly, exactly. Um, her grandfather built a, a giant church in, uh, in Quebec and then uh, moved down here, and uh, then was drafted in World War II. Um, and his best friend, Romeo, also moved down, and they married sisters in New Hampshire. Why not? Yeah, they both went to war together, both came back, uh, and, and married sisters. Yeah. That's a dope story, yeah, raised yeah. families together. Oh, it's wild. They, and they, they, built, uh, they built two camps up in like northern New Hampshire on a, on a lake. That's uh, awesome. And like hand-built, just like two guys out of the war, so they're kind of like shanties. They're like they are legit like camp camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the plumbing is not good. Uh, go but, go to the lake. But they were like legit. Yeah. That's a badass story. Just doing yourself. Old old homies made it back in the war. Got married. Had two sisters. So, but like Berlin, New Hampshire is a tiny ass place. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So definitely half French Canadian. Um, it helps that I'm built like a brick shit house, and you're stout, sir. And, yeah, exactly. Tough to kill. Exactly. And maybe when I get like totally gray, I'll try to do the Logan cut again. Please. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. Do the movie. No, I was gonna say Logan. He had the beard. Patrick will. Patrick Stewart will still be alive. I, I will it. Make it so. That's true. Make it so. Yeah. Uh, does. Oh, does Anakin deserve to go to Jedi heaven? <laughs> for his egregious war crimes and does he have to like apologize to every youngling that he just <laughs> sliced just like before, cut down. before you can get into jedi heaven you got to apologize to all these well lives he at the short at the end of return of the jedi he's chilling there oh they had to re replace him with Kristen haydenson but why he, it's like he doesn't deserve unless but there's no why? definitive afterlife why indeed i thought well, the maybe old you just get to be a little uh, force ghost around like people who like want you to be a homie. Mm. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's like a, a two-way authentication like method who you get to be a force ghost with. Mm -hmm. Right? Like you, only the people who are like, huh, I wonder what force ghost Anakin's doing. And then like those people you can show up. Maybe you'll get like a force ghost iPhone says Ooh. this person wants to hang out with you yeah, yeah, yeah. oh not him again yeah. people have nothing better to do right like, Qui-Gon you son of a bitch leave me alone <laughs> I'm sorry Qui-Gon I don't want to talk about how bad that last fight went again oh. do you want to go haunt my son can we do something else cool Qui-Gon's arguably responsible for the downfall of the Republic but hey right. no no that's Jar 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 he was the one who signed over the he signed powers. it over but 
If he was the deciding vote. Well, not so much that, but just Anakin being brought to fruition and becoming Darth Vader. It, he, that was the first domino. Oh, my dying wish. They also, Train the boy. They also lied. Like Yoda should have trained him, right? The original. Why three, didn't Yoda train him? Because well, in like the original story, it was like Yoda trained him, and it didn't. Oh, work really? Out. That's what they say oh. in Empire. Yo, oh, Master Yoda trained Anakin. Yeah, uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe it's those brief couple meetings they had about his vision. That doesn't count. I know it doesn't, doesn't count, count, but they don't give a. I was gonna say you don't see like a training thing where like they have the little droid and he's got the helmet on. No and montage. Anakin's trying to figure it out. Right. I need a Yoda montage. Yoda didn't train him at all. Trained Luke. Trained Luke. Haphazardly. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Didn't get a montage. I also but. don't know how any order could survive so long where they're like. Yeah, it's been too... Like, you have to have less training to wield a, 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 a laser sword than cops do now. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I don't know how any order could survive. They're like, two years, here's your, like, GED and a laser sword. Go get them. And you can't have Cowboy. sex. You just have to hope <laughs> yeah. that other Jedi arrive. Oh, hey, by the way. <laughs> right, yeah. Are we doing, like, the... Like, do they... Yeah, the, the Jedi order is, like, no intimacy. Nothing. Not at all. And just because Anakin's getting a little poontang, there. And there's like hundreds of years of this. Hundreds of years of celibacy. Right. Where 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 like this order has survived, but like the other half is like, no, it's okay. You can have sex. Wow. The Sith, right? Like, yeah. They, yeah. They're like, but if you guys would stop being such dicks. Where's the middle ground? Where's the middle ground? Where's right. the middle ground? Like, You're their priest or uh, Johnny Sins. I'm just saying, hundreds of years of this, nobody was like, here's the deal. Maybe we can bone and also not be. <laughs> Boop. Boop. A little yeah. foreskin sriracha action. Yeah, exactly. Just mix make them the, up. Make, make the tips touch. D just the tips. Yeah. Just the tips. I got one last question for you. We're going to end it end it with a bang. Uh, is Tupac still alive? Uh, Jesus. Let's say, let's say yes just for fun. Like, Tupac will never die, no. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Tupac yeah, yeah. Not ever, ever, ever. He's not dying. Uh, and when, the, when the, the last names that are spoken on the lips of, of people ever... Uh, Tupac will still be in their minds. Uh, I mean, he was a, he was a holograph. He still has albums coming out, like the Machiavelli era. He has so much. <laughs> That's just we're gonna. It's just still coming more. out. Tupac's not dead. Yeah. Tupac's, Tupac might might not be uh, accessible to us in in the real world, but in our minds, Tupac will never die. Not at all. The, the idea of Tupac being exactly. a thug. Even though his voice is more than likely synthesizers made to sound exactly in his likeness, and most likely an AI that is. He's, uh, they had the hologram of him. Yeah. Right? They, they did the hologram performance, and like. Might as well put up his body as well, make the bones dance or something. What do the, the little f are you bothering? Do the ragdoll thing. Is that morally wrong to put up a hologram I think it of depends it? Depends on what cadaver you use, but. Ah. Yeah. Yes. Biggie's probably still just so much. Salt in his diet is probably well preserved. I, I was gonna say, I don't think no, Biggie's, Biggie's I don't dead. Think there's much of Biggie left. Biggie's dead. Mr. Sedgley, we've run my phone out of juice and god, hell yeah, two and a half hours in it, baby. Um, I can bring you into town, and get a beer, hell yeah, something. There's, a, there's food there too. Yes, it's sir, good it's good that they have food here. They do have food here. All right, Sweet. everybody, thanks Sweet. for god damn it. Thank you, doctor, sir. Awesome. All right, bye, guys. Bye bye. You lose. Good day, sir!